Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. So I wonder if tonight's naked bike ride (laughs) means that our ratings are going to increase. Because? (laughs) Well, for many years... Yeah. The, the ratings were done. Yeah. And it showed that we had more PWPs listening to us than any other radio show. Is this true? Uh, Bob, you know what PWPs are? Not off the top of my head. It's not parents without partners or. <laughs> no, no. It's actually people without, without pants. pants. And the ratings came back. I mean, we yeah. we beat all the late night television shows. Oh yeah, and, uh, every syndicated show. I in think the it's because we were on from eleven at night till five, five in the in morning, the morning. That, that we yeah. just you know covered that. Ter- we did get a little concerned when we had some truckers calling us. <laughs> yes, that said that they fit into that demographic. And we said, no, yeah, we don't yeah. want the pictures. Well, I was a little concerned when you said our ratings might go up tonight because I'm thinking, well, if you're riding your bicycle naked, where the heck is your phone or your radio? I don't want to know. <laughs> I, know. I really do not want to know. I hope you all have know. a basket on your phone. <laughs> or, I mean, on your radio. Oh, oh no. I'm so, <laughs> the images have got me all flummoxed here. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, it's uh, him and her back on the radio tonight. Yes. Uh, you know. Oh, and, and hmm. let me do a, a future programming alert. Okay. Lay it on us. Next week. Yes. The first Saturday in July. We have five in the month of July. NASCAR weekend. Yes. We ain't coming anywhere near downtown (laughs) Chicago, so assuming they can find any best of us, that's what's going to be airing next weekend. Okay. They're right now going, oh, gee, how... Uh, do we have any? We, we can get an hour, but five? I'm yeah, not sure. We should also mention, uh, speaking of programming thingies, coming up a little later tonight, uh, we're going to talk about a fascinating new TV show. Yes. Robert Downey Jr.'s dream cars downey's dream cars it's started last thursday it's streaming it's on max we got a chance to screen the first of the six episodes um he has really put his money where his mouth is because he's taken his vast collection of collectible cars and he's chosen some of them to turn those collectible cars into ev because he's very very active in 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 climate uh, change and and uh he has a group uh uh, that basically that's all it does is Mm -hmm. it seeks out other businesses that are concerned about the future of our environment so he said you know what I, i gotta walk the walk i'm talking the talk and so we are not going to be talking to him because he's on the road, but we're going to be talking to but the But that people. may happen in the future. This is true. But the guys that are behind the show mm-hmm. with him are going to stop by and tell us a little bit more about it. Also, a little later tonight, we're going to be talking collectibles with uh, Dwayne Scott Cerny, co-owner of Chicago's oldest and largest antique store. Mm-hmm. And the author of... As I reach over here to pick up the book, I'm going to show it to Bob. Bob Fukuda, the keeper of the big plugs in the studio. This is his book. And what is the title of that book, Bob? (laughs) 
The dead, dead people's what? It's selling dead people's things. Oh, okay, okay. But I know what you were kind of distracted by, the, the ghoulish people that are pictured on the front of mm-hmm. the book. You'll have to tell us more about that because, um, anyway, it's it's a great read. I'm having some more fun reading it, and I'm excited to meet Dwayne, and he's going to be in studio with us. Also later tonight, uh, some computer problem solving. Yes. Patrick Crispin yes, will yes, be joining yes. us, our uh, Cyber Squad chief, so we'll talk about computers. If you have uh, computer questions, problems, you can uh, get them to us telephonically or text or whatever right. you choose to do. In fact, uh, we can mention the next time that uh, Patrick is going to be on the radio with us, he will actually be in the studio because he will be here in Chicago. So that will be in July. Not next week, because as we said, we ain't going to be here next week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, by, by the way, speaking of our guests, I have to ask Ron Brown. I see you got a copy of uh, Eddie Muller's book. Oh, I did. Yeah, the Noir Bar. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, you're you're enjoying it. Isn't it a cool book? It is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make as many of those different recipes as I can, and watch as many different movies because it's you know yes. it, it sparks my interest all over again. Me too. And I tell you, I, I I wrote a little shopping list, and he says in the book when you make some of these rather unusual and kind of extravagant drinks, and he he tries to go for things that are not real expensive. He says use a small glass because you might not like it. <laughs> I'm like, I need friends. I don't need just a small glass. I need friends to come and drink these and watch the movies with me. Yeah, I, I, you know, you can look at the ingredients and kind of figure out yeah. if it's going to be for you or not. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having fun with it. So thank you for having that guest on. It was a, sure. It was, a, it was a great idea, and uh, I just knew as soon as I saw the book, I need that. Yes, <laughs> I need it's that a pretty best. book. It really is. It is. It is. By the way, speaking of Eddie Muller. Uh, I really appreciated something you posted on Facebook earlier this week. There is a campaign, and we all need to jump on this campaign mm-hmm. to stop the powers that be from basically uh, taking all the air out of Turner Classic Movies. Oh, it would be such a shame if, if, oh. if we lost that. And, and we're not alone. I mean, uh, Martin Scorsese uh, and uh, Steven Spielberg and Paul Thomas Anderson all <laughs> converged and said, hey, wait a second here. Yeah. So those are some big guns. And, and this, I guess it's some corporate... Uh, bean counter. Bean counter saying, <laughs> oh, we need to cut back on blah, blah, blah. No, there are some things that need to stay just as good as they are. Yeah. yeah, Maureen Dowd, I think, uh, had a really good, if that's the post that you're talking about, a really good editorial where mm-hmm. she said, this is a, a natural resource that you just can't throw away. This is too important, and this is a, a respiratory of uh, American history, yeah. a repository, rather. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a ton of things to get we to do. tonight. But so, uh, That's Ron over in the newsroom. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> and this is Bob, keeper of the big plug. Hello. <laughs> and on the other side, we have Julian. Yes. Hello. Hello. And who are we? Uh, mm, uh, you play the part of the boy. Oh, okay. So. Uh, you think we don't plan this show? <laughs> this is nice. This, this is, is perfect. So carefully planned. Quickly tell the story of, of we were contacted by a, a charitable organization many years ago. And <laughs> True they story. wanted to know if they could have one of our show scripts so they could auction it off. <laughs> 
Because they were convinced that we that we said, sure, yeah, we, we plant everything we say is very carefully scripted. And I thought, okay, a couple of coffee-stained napkins with some scribbling on it, maybe a, a piece of notebook paper, but we don't have no script. We just kind of... <clears throat> No, this is serious this is, business. Yes. Copious notes. Uh, 312-981-7200. Checking in. Michelle from Geneva. Woohoo! Yes, ma'am. Susan T. is tuning in from Downers Grove. Um, also from Dyer, Indiana. We've got a 219 area code. Don in Kalamazoo is listening. Gina is listening from Colorado. She's listening on her iPhone. Speaking of Colorado, uh, we get, or we're getting all over the place tonight. Jeffrey's in Elkins, West Virginia. Carrie John. Johnson's in Palm Coast, Florida. Closer to home, our top fans. Do you know you get a a top fan designation Mm -hmm. on Facebook? And we've got a few of those, and we appreciate that, Brian. Or or as we're not supposed to call them, lifers. (laughs) That's right. Because this is life after dark, so Mm -hmm. you're a lifer. Which, I don't know, just doesn't sound quite as good as top fan uh that's brian lefevre from chicago and bob pucci and barrington and lloyd in ottawa and bobby d out in sandwich listening on his new radio uh ron a lot o- of people listening on their radio yes ron o is in sycamore he's a top fan um oh turpin oklahoma is listening Les- where is turpin i don't oklahoma. know uh, that's where Linda is. Linda Moeller, you could let us know where Turpin is. Deborah's in Kansas City. Uh, Danny is in Ohio. Jamie's in Sarasota, Florida, listening on her iHeart app on her iPhone. Uh, Dave is in Sublet, Illinois, which is Sublet with two T's. I don't know Sublet, Illinois. Bob, do you know Sublet? No. He's shaking no. his head. Nope. Uh, Larry's in Woodstock. I know Woodstock, and he's listening yeah. on his radio. Uh, Helen is in Kenosha. Helen Thomas, thank you for tuning in. Matt Palmer's also in Kenosha. Chuck Snitchler, our buddy. He's a buddy to this whole radio station. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck is listening in Hobart tonight. Judy B's at a wedding, and she was asking the question earlier today, would it be appropriate if she just had her earbuds in and yeah, no one would know and she yeah. could be listening while she's at the wedding? So she said, just asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beverly Goodall is returning from Door County, and Jean Jacobson is in Door County. Uh, Diane's in Prospect Heights, and Michelle's in Vernon Hills on Fire TV, and Phyllis Poor is listening, and Michelle Reitman in Skokie. And Michelle used to work at our camera store that we used to go into to get our photos developed. And she mm-hmm. met us there many, many moons ago. Back in the days when you, where do you take photos now to get them developed? Any idea? I have no idea. I think Walgreens used to still have a oh, photo maybe they developing. do. Yes. Uh, isn't there? Uh, Bob, Ma- you're nodding your head, uh, and I'm hearing the noise. <laughs> the uh, rattling sound. <laughs> but isn't there like one major photo developing place that I think Walgreens and everybody still uses? It's uh, I want to say in the near west mm. downtown Chicago. I we used to have a couple of biggies. I worked at Perfect Photo in uh, Newtown, Boys Town, Clark and Diversity area back a uh, hundred years ago. And I know at Walgreens they have machines. I think maybe they actually do it on site at Walgreens. Someone saying Costco also does photos. I was just thinking. That, yeah. Well, hey, Gabe. I called him no. Gabe. This is going to be a long night. You're Julian. Gabe's in the newsroom. You're a photographer. Where are you taking your pictures to get them developed? Uh, I do digital. What? I'm a digital photographer. Do you ever do do any 
uh, hard copies uh, film. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I've been printing some of my photos. You do them yourself? Yeah. Oh, I go to Walgreens or I go to anywhere that has uh, a printing station. Oh, okay. So just call it like a Costco if they've got a printing yeah, station. Yeah, or, or a FedEx. Oh, a listener says CVS does photos, too. Well, that's good to know. That This really predates you and any of your, your photos. But the best pictures I ever took yes. were with a Canon AE-1. And there were slide photos, and the the color and the the. Dip. <laughs> Sorry about that. Did, did we break the radio station, Bob? No, it's just my phone telling me that. Oh, <laughs> they broke the radio station again. But but that, slide that photos. used to, slide yeah. photos were just yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But the rest of the family would start shaking when you said we have some new slide photos. Oh Lord, don't make us watch them. Yeah, my brother Please. Lee is don't, shaking his head right now. Saying, no, yeah. no, no, no. We no, made no. the mistake of thinking that the rest of the world wanted to see our honeymoon slides, and and that's not. Yep. In fact, it's been. But what's the difference in that and sharing your life on social media? I don't know that there's much difference other than the fact that you're a captured audience when you invite yeah. someone over to your house. Or the captured when you t- audience yeah. is the key. When you take your slides. On social media, you can always block. <laughs> move oh, on. Steve and Johnny, you're sharing. I'm sorry, I'm blocking Or them. just, you know, do a couple of likes and a couple of hearts and move on. Yep. You know, you haven't seen a doggone thing. Uh, but I was just thinking about developing pictures because I was going through a, um, a box and there were a couple of rolls of film. I have no idea what's on those rolls of film. And I thought it would be a kick to turn them in and see. Sure. What's there? Because my mom was quite a photographer too. Mm-hmm. Also enjoyed her Canon AE one, and uh, both of you. Oh my gosh, you were so difficult in functions because you're both with all of the equipment. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And we got some great pictures. You did, yeah. Thank. And we're you know what the whole family's thankful that you guys did that because everything was documented before the internet. Yes, <laughs> before because a lot of people say when they see children growing up on facebook for example you know we had it easy we didn't grow up on social media there's one friend of ours and you know who i'm talking about Mm -hmm. uh when that person's and i'm not saying if they're male or female when that person's kids grow up they may hate their parents because every day of their life has Mm -hmm. been documented or and positioned and shared on Social media, yeah. yeah. Or, and now I think they're in their teens, probably. <laughs> yes, and they have days when they're angry about that. Yeah, I have a feeling there's probably a therapist bill somewhere <laughs> in their future. Um, yeah, that that kind of gets old when you're staging things, you yeah. know. Um, anyway, I've answered my. I've had my question answered, so I can go home. Okay, well then, then your work here is done. Well, we've got a lot to do tonight, so we hope that you will stick around with us. A listener from Elgin checking in on their iPad. Thank you very much from an 847 area code. That's the Empty Pockets. Josh and Erica and the clan. And why would I be playing that? Well, change. They're singing about that. But uh, Josh was with Erica in studio with us a couple of months ago. And at that time, we were talking about a very, very special venture. Not just their music, but we were talking about a place called Will's Place. Mm -hmm. In fact, also with us in the studio that night was Will and uh, Will and Josh's mother, Joan Halligan. 
And Joan is with us on the phone tonight because we have some big news. Hi, Joan Halligan. Hey, Joan. Hi, how are you? Good, good. So, Will's Place is going to be opening, right? Correct. It's opening on July 8th. July 8th. So when you were in here a few months ago, we were talking uh, about Will's Place and the goal of Will's Place, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a nonprofit cafe in Skokie, right in the heart of downtown, perfect location, right by the comic book store. And the goal is to employ young people who have um, various developmental disabilities. And your son, Will, is um, nonverbal, but he is so on board with this, right, Joan? Absolutely. He's really excited about it. So tell us, you've you've actually been able to hire your staff? We, we've begun. We have 15 um, new employees. We've been doing some soft days of uh, practice with some very nice customers that come in and uh, purchase stuff. And it's so far so good. It's going well. And we're very, very excited to get moving and to see how everything goes. But the place looks beautiful our menu's excellent and we're looking forward to um a lot of people coming in and and visiting us and we should mention that will's place is at 7927 lincoln avenue in skokie and it is literally right next to my favorite comic store, Oh Yeah <laughs> Comics, comics. <laughs> and right across the street from the Skokie Theater, for those of you who are familiar with the area. It's a it's a great location. It's a really nice area. It really is. Um, it tease us a little bit, Joan, with an idea of some of the things that are on the menu. Uh, we have an heirloom um, uh, tomato sandwich with stracciatella cheese and um, focaccia bread, mm-hmm. and we have um, a pork sandwich and a turkey sandwich. There's several sandwiches, mm-hmm. world-famous chocolate chip cookies. Oh, good. Um, several um, salads and um, pasta salad and uh, some regular salads, and uh, we're kind of, you know, trying out things, see what yeah. people like, what sells well, and what does well. We've opened uh, our uh, venues with quite a few interesting uh, food places that we're working with, and it's it's exciting to see it all kind of come finally to fruitation and really sure. happening, so we're excited about it. Oh, because it, it, when we first heard about this, we said, this, this is like a no-brainer. Somebody's got to yeah. do this, and it's one thing to see it on paper. It's another thing to be able to put the key in the door and walk into Will's place and see these young people come to work. I mean, that's so exciting. And, uh, it, it's been really, it's been exciting, and we have an excellent chef, Michael Pfeiffer, that's working with us. That he's he's he said it's just joy every day in the kitchen. Everyone oh. wants to be in the kitchen, hmm. so it's very exciting. We've had some people texting us asking uh, where can they find out more information. The website is willsplacescokie dot com. That's willsplacescokie dot com, and uh, you can just click on events. And it's going to be Saturday, July 8th, from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. And uh, you can click on, there's a map, too, that you can click on. Mm -hmm. So wherever you are, this will show you the easiest way to get to Will's Place. Now, you're also going to have coffees available, right, Joan? We are. We open every day at 8. We'll have coffee and donuts and stuff in the morning. We open Monday Monday through Saturday at 8 Mm -hmm. for coffee. 
And then on, uh, but on the grand opening day, you're going to open at 11 o'clock in the morning, 11 to 2, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Great. Now, we had talked off the air a little bit uh, via uh, email about celebrity baristas, and you were kind enough yeah. to say that I might be able to stop in sometime in August and make coffee and work with the crew, and I'm really excited about that. And we'd be honored to have you. We really would. It would be really nice to have uh, That's what we want to do to kind of build up our coffee business and also to... Um, shine a light on a very important um, issue, you know. So I think that will be great. And And, we look forward to working with you. And if things work out, I would love to join Johnny. I'll be real candid. I'm just because of I have a compromised autoimmune system, so I'm cautious about what I do and how I do it. So, but and if the place is going to be out, it's uh, going to be jammed, so you yeah. might not be able to get in there, Steve. You know, <laughs> uh, what kind of coffee are you guys carrying at Will's place? We are partners with Dark Matters Coffee, oh, and good. so we're carrying their coffees, and we also have uh, our own personal Will's place blend mm-hmm. that they've helped us. Um, make and we'll be selling the coffee beans as well as the coffee. Oh, that's and so their cool. iced coffee and different things like that. But it's all um, under dark matters. Great, that's awesome. Okay, tease me with, with if I'm going to have the Will's Place blend, what should I expect? What is the aroma going to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not the best to ask this to, but I have heard that it um, that it's an excellent blend, and that Dark Matters is a uh, uh, um, Dark Matters is a Chicago-based company, oh. and they great us equipment and teaching us about the coffee business, but. Um, sorry, I'm not a coffee drinker. You're not? So I'm going to be a great person. <laughs> That's okay. No. Well, uh, that'll be the first thing I try when I'm there. Uh, <laughs> d- you you say that you have your staff. Was it difficult um, finding the folks that you wanted to to employ at Will's place? No, not at all. We're 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 probably in the opposite position where we have to probably turn some people away so we can get more work. But absolutely exciting, yeah. charming. We have a young woman that's dreamed to be a barista. We've had have some people working in the kitchen that have absolutely um wanted to work in a kitchen for a long time. We have, you know, just it's just joyful. It's really yeah. joyful to work with everybody and very very happy to see it. Well, you should be very proud of yourself because this was not easy to make this become a reality, and it is. And if you're driving down Lincoln Avenue, you're heading north, you look on the right side by the comic book store, you will see Will's Place. Mark your calendars two weeks from today, during the day. You want to be there at 11 o'clock in the morning from 11 to 2. I think you're going to have a huge crowd. I think the community is just going to go overboard to support you because it's such a great idea, Joan. Congratulations. And and you're definitely going to see both of us uh, up there. And, and do me a huge favor, because uh, full disclosure, one of the moments of my year was when all of you were in the studio with us, and just before you left, we all took a picture, and I got this wonderful hug from Will. So please <laughs> give Will a hug from me. Yes, he he's so he loves working, and thank you. I will do that, and we really do appreciate your support, and are excited to. See you at Will's Place soon, and yes. hope everyone will. We just got an awning 
and it's red and white stripes, so you can see us from our striped on. Awesome. Great. Well, a lot of good things are happening for you. So folks can follow you at com. Easy to get to from the Eden's Expressway or if you're just driving through town. And Joan, thank you, thank you, thank you. Get some rest. It's going to be a big time on July 8th at uh, 11 o'clock in the morning from 11 to 2. Thank you, Joan. Thank you. It is. I I am so excited about this. Yeah, I'm, it, it really is a wonderful, wonderful undertaking. And again, the website is willsplacescokie.com. and just click on events, and that'll take you to uh, a place where you can get a map. And it's very cool. And I'm yeah. I'm, I'm really that that hug from Will was one of the moments of my year. <laughs> and the cutest picture, too. <laughs> More coming. Stay with us at WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. Uh, maybe you can drive my car. And I'm turning on the the partly personal <laughs> sign now. Okay. You're a different man than you were this time last week. Oh, yeah. You were an angst-ridden guy who says, oh, I just want to get this out of my life. Well, I want the, it over with. And let me say, roughly, let's see, today is what? Today is the 24th. A little over a month from now, mm-hmm. I'm going to be adding an eight to the digits mm-hmm. in, in, in my years on this planet. Yes. And... My driver's license was going to need to be renewed. Last time I went to get a driver's license renewed, and it was fine. I passed, blah, blah, blah. But it was an awful experience. Yes, it was. The guy we, that I had now now back up though we were we were there shortly after lunch and we did not leave until they had closed yeah that's how busy it was we understood it was going to be busy but wow. and and the guy who gave me my driver's test your road test yeah uh, he was a gym teacher <laughs> and he taught driver's ed but as we were pulling away. He rolls down the window, spits, and that was, we had to have the car cleaned after finishing the road test. The guy was a jerk. But you passed. I passed. You were stressed, but you did it. So I was not looking forward to this event at all. Right. But figured, okay, I don't want to wait till the last minute, so let's try and... Uh, get it out of the way and see what happens. And did a little bit of research and found two things. One, I was surprised to know, and you, and you being the Google goddess that you are, uh, Johnny found out that there there are actually ways to get ratings for different driver's right. license places. Everything's on the Internet, including reviews of the different facilities. And one of the places that came up with a really good review was the Secretary of State Driver's License Office in Des Plaines. Mm -hmm. On Lee Street. And one of the other things that came up was Tuesdays and Thursdays, Mm -hmm. best days to go. Closed on Monday. And that they're most crowded around 10 o'clock. So if you can get there early, Mm -hmm. 
Oh, See what happens. And it also says on their website that they open at 8, but another source said they opened at 7.30. So we said, mm-hmm. oh, well, we'll just get out there bright and early. So this past Thursday... I was going along with you just in case yeah. they took your license away yeah. and locked you up. <laughs> Again, I, I've never, ever failed one of these no. tests. It's just the, the last one was such a stressful day with a real jerk. Who, which is, which who, is a, a man who'd obviously had a very stressful day himself. Yeah. Because sitting there observing who comes in and out of these places, I realize, oh my gosh, they don't pay them yeah. enough money to do what they do. But to cut to the chase, we, we get there Thursday morning, displays. Mm-hmm. We're there early in the morning. They just opened. And let me say right off the bat, the people could not have been nicer from the very first person we encountered who was the security guard at the door yeah he opens the door good morning how are you this morning whoa okay this man's happy to be at work and and the guy who uh, who took the picture uh mm-hmm. the oh and, and i did find out one thing because i i got real id last time i renewed my driver's yeah. license and i asked the the woman when we went in do i have to go through that again she said no your real id transfers with your new license okay good they get the picture taken. Then you have to go and you have to have the vision test. And uh, when I was having the vision test and going through some of the questionnaires, uh, ran into a woman whose name was Francine. Francine, I hope you're listening. She was your clerk behind the counter. And Francine, right off the bat, she noticed my guitar pin. <laughs> She asked me, do I play? And then we started having a little conversation. The point is, she was a nice person. The nicest. A really, really, really nice person. Oh, my gosh. She was a... In fact, you even stumped her with a music uh, question. You hummed a tune, and she guessed it. Oh, that. Oh. I, I forget how we got into that. Uh, she was saying something about... Uh, uh, you Either. you hummed a little ditty and she guessed the tune and yeah. uh, then she and went, it was I did da 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 and she guessed Louie Louie yeah so so we were doing this back and forth <laughs> and I and there's an interesting questionnaire that I saw some people getting uh, upset at yes but they have to ask you a whole lot of questions and it, it's just their job to ask the questions yeah. So, but there were people that were getting very testy about it. I mean, I was yeah. sitting back and watching this, this dynamic between the people behind the counter and people who walk in with an attitude. I'm like, ugh. But the people leave behind it. the counter could not have been yeah. nicer. Yeah. Anyhow, so so then we go and uh, and pay the fee, and then you're just sitting down and waiting for somebody to say, "Okay, who's going to take me to the test? I hope it's not uh, going to be somebody <laughs> like that guy but, that I had at the other place." Surprise! Surprise! It turned out that it was Francine. I didn't know that they did both things. And, and she said, yeah, she said, they, they. I guess they're trained to do everything. Anyhow, to cut to the chase, uh, went, did the driving test, had a really nice conversation with Francine. Yes, I passed. But my point is, she could not have been nicer. 
and it was the whole a, gang. It was oh, wait. Let's back up. When you get in line and you walk up to the desk oh, and yes. you ask about your real ID, delightful woman behind the counter there, yeah. and she's the first person you uh, you encounter once you pass the security mm-hmm. guard. Uh, and and some people are saying, well, you could make an appointment. This is true, and I know a lot of people made an appointment, but right. you wanted to go the very next day, and there were no appointments available right. the very next day. So we said, okay, we'll take our chances. And uh, apparently, if you're a senior, you don't have to have an appointment, right. I guess. Anyhow, so, so we went. It was a really good experience. The woman, when I went up to, uh, uh, after we'd paid, and I went up to, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think what her name was, because she was really nice. <laughs> Anyhow, the point is, it was a really good experience. If you, if you need to get your driver's license renewed, oh boy. Go to Des Plaines. Go to Des Yeah, and, and ask for Francine. <laughs> And, and if you go, tell her, Stephen Johnny said, hello, she's just... She doesn't know who we are, so this is yeah. going to come as a big surprise to her when somebody walks up and says, you know, they're talking about you on the radio. But they but will I, know her because that's just her general personality. I watched her dealing oh, she with her boss. she is a people person. Yes, yes. And, and one of the reasons I'm mentioning this, uh, yeah, it is partly personal, but this is can be, depending on the person you're dealing with, like the dumb gym teacher I had <laughs> four years ago. It can be a stressful experience. Fair. So I just wanted to share, there are some good people, some good locations. The Displains location, in and my mind, is a really great place with wonderful people. And, and again, Francine, uh, just tell her I said hi. She's <laughs> She was so nice. You even smiled in your picture. And I am told that it's not uncommon if the person behind the counter is is in a mood that they'll tell you to drop your smile. Do you remember the time your mom went to get a picture? Bless her heart. And she looked so cute. And she was wearing a hat that matched her outfit. And the, the person behind the camera had an assistant and said to the assistant, hat. And the assistant walked over and snatched the hat off my mother's head. Didn't say something like, ma'am, could you take your hat off? Just snatched grabbed the hat. Snatched it off her head. And then the woman behind the counter took the picture. The picture on her license was unbelievable. She looked like she... You know I how mean, Woody Woodpecker's uh, head looked? <laughs> and it then was, the, <laughs> the, the eyes, like a deer in a headlight. Yeah. Oh, it, it was actually very funny. <laughs> Just to think somebody would walk over and snatch your hat off your head. <laughs> hat! Get that hat off. Drop that smile. Stand up. Sit down. Anyhow, so I... Delightful. Yeah. Francine, and bless you. We were in and out of there in little over an hour. Oh, yeah. Instead of four the, hours. This was probably the fastest, I've, but lesson learned, oh, boy, in future years, am I going to be there really early, early, early? They won't even be open yet. You'll be sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> we're going to talk about cars, and we're going to talk about a new TV show that we had the pleasure of watching this week. And you need to be aware of this. We this talk, is so yeah, cool. We talk about cars all the time on the show, and collectible cars uh, come up very often. And this new show is called Downey's Dream Cars on Max. It's streaming. There are going to be six episodes. And yes, the Downey is Robert Downey Jr. It's right. One of my 
favorite actors in the whole wide world and boy is he good in this and this is his baby but joining us tonight are a couple of the guys that are behind making this a reality jay peterson is the president of boat rocker studios and executive producer of downey's dream cars on max and david larzelier is a writer director and producer who also works with downey's dream cars and guys uh dave and jay thank you for joining us tonight Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. And honestly, we watched one of the screeners that you guys were were nice enough to uh, to get to us, and we haven't watched the rest of them because we're savoring it. This show is so (laughs) good. good. It is so well done. So let's start with the the basics of it. Yes, it's Robert Downey Jr., and uh, everybody knows him as Tony Stark, as Iron Man, among many, many other uh, things that he has done in his wonderful career. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was right after he finished the last Avengers movie that he made the decision that he was going to do something to make our world better maybe help it to survive am i right jay is it as simple as that that's exactly right i think uh in the first episode he talks about how most of the things that were important in his life happened because of uh um, agitation with the world and uh, he he lives in a special rarefied air and he, I think he was socialized to some, you know, some climate change stuff. And he's like, why can't we figure this out? And mm-hmm. because he may have, uh, you know, he may have connected with Tony Stark in a way that's more, that's deeper than the movies. He, uh, he's like, I think I can figure this out. Um, and, and he talks about it, but I think he really does realize that as, as where he sits, you know, in our, in our collective universe is, he can make a change because of who he is, and so mm-hmm. he decided to try and walk the walk a little bit. Um, he collected these, you know, cars. He talks about how, you know, when you do well in life, and you, you know, he loved cars, and he didn't really think he would be a great art collector. So he uh, he started collecting cars, and um, and then you know realized that the internal combustion engine wasn't doing such good work for the world and decided that he he might be the guy to try and change everybody's perception about how you should think about you know that you could change a classic car that's perfect and yet still maintain the 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 fashion and the details and the the history of the car and yet still make it something that is good for the planet. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, Dave is really the person who figured out how to make this project watchable because <laughs> if you, you know, Robert's the person I knew at the beginning, we, we talked about this show a little bit and he said, you know, you know, when you think about a show about electrifying classic cars, even though Robert's in front of it, it could be a little soft and a little, boring maybe mm-hmm. and and dave is the one who figured out how to make it compelling interesting not just a car show um really a, a show about sort of the future of mobility and 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 how you think about how you walk through the world every day mm-hmm. um and he's you know he's trying to do the right thing and in a way that you know only he can because 
you know, Dave will talk about how, you know, we've made a lot of TV shows over the years. And hmm. when you have somebody like Robert who you can turn the camera on and it, it's always good. Yeah. It's just such a, it's just such a pleasure because he's so charismatic and so compelling <laughs> and so easy and fun and self-deprecating and all those things It mm-hmm. makes it makes whatever he's talking about watchable and you'll in, you're interested you're, yeah. you're like i'll listen to this guy so yeah. absolutely but just just before we get to david I, I want to address some of our listeners that have been with us for a long time and most of them know that for about the past 30 years johnny and i have been members of a group called mama mama is the midwest automotive media association And on a regular basis, we have road-tested cars. We continue to do that. But I want you to think for a second. Imagine that you have this wonderful, classic Chevy truck. Mm -hmm. And you want to electrify this truck. Mm -hmm. You want to eco-mod. And and your mind is blown with the concept. (laughs) But when you watch this show... It is so, David. How, who came up with the idea of doing that to that truck? Was that Robert? Was that you? Who, who did this? I love it. No, that was that was Robert. And I have to say, when you're watching the show, uh, and I appreciate Jay's praise, but a, a lot of the ideas and the soul of the show really, really came from Robert. Um, you know, he started the Footprint Coalition, as I think you're alluding to, um, mm-hmm. which is a coalition to help try and help clean up the planet. And that did come shortly after um, he ended his time with the Avengers. And I think his working on films um, and even the character of Tony Stark had informed the way he was thinking about that. Um, and he slowly, I mean, I think what what happened with Robert that was interesting was that he, he got to a point where he realized, that, you know, I have, I've become really passionate over the course of my film career of collecting classic cars. He says this in the show. Um, and a lot of these cars are, you know, are really important to me. And yet at the same time, I'm also devoting a lot of my time now to, uh, to try to fighting climate change, these two things just don't go together. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of these old cars of mine are gas guzzlers from a period of time when we just didn't, when the words climate change didn't mean anything to anyone, when OPEC hadn't happened, you know, when <laughs> gas was plentiful and cheap. Um, and so he's, uh, so the, the big idea for him was how do I use my platform and the outreach that I have and take some of these cars and try to inspire people to think about them a different way. Um, and I, I think that it was really interesting at the, at the top of one of the episodes, I think it's a Corvette episode, he says, and it's really, it's really beautifully said, it's just like a lot of the question that I want to ask here, what at the same time I'm looking towards the future is how do we reckon with the past? Like, how do we admit our mistakes and at the same time you know, preserve what was inarguably audaciously beautiful, like those mm-hmm. the words. And, and that's a question that we're asking in so many ways now. I think Robert wants to, wanted to pose that question to, to people who love cars as much as he, as he does to say, hey, we don't have to throw it all away, but how do we inch forward with these cars? 
And so coming out of the gates, I'm sorry to get back to, you, to the to the K10 that we do in the in the first mm-hmm. episode. That was all Robert, and that that truck it was big, it was purple. I'll tell yep. you what, I think that that was that came originally. Uh, I, I don't know if it was a gift, and I, I'd have to ask him. But it it originally had in the dashboard were inlaid the five were replicas of the five Infinity Stones oh. in that truck. That's wow. something we never mentioned <laughs> in the show. And it did blow, you know, if you watch the, if you guys watch the episode, oh, yeah. when he rolled it in and said, this is the truck I want to electrify. They were all looking at each other like, uh, oh. are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. This is the greatest truck we've ever seen. It, so it was pretty shocking. Well, and, the, and there, there is, uh, uh, you guys can talk amongst yourselves because we have to break for a second. But should I, when we return from the break... Should I s- disclose what happens at the end of the episode? Because it blew my <laughs> yeah, mind yeah. seeing what they did at the end of the episode. Talking about a brand new show called Downey's Dream Cars on Max. And the Downey is Robert Downey Jr. We'll come right back with our guest after this on WGN. Oh, that's some good driving music. <laughs> but that's the kind of song that, that when you're when you're driving, if you turn it up loud, for some reason, I don't know what the correlation is, but your speedometer increases yeah. the, the louder you turn it up, the, but the faster officer, you end up going. I don't know why that happens, but yeah. it happens. We're talking cars. We're talking about a brand new TV show called Downey's Dream Cars on Max. And with us are a couple of guys behind making this a reality. Jay Peterson, executive producer, and David Larzalier is writer, director, and producer of Downey's Dream Cars. Dave, I want to go back to you. Uh, we mentioned the, pardon me, but the big-ass truck that kicks off the series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned a Corvette. I-, I believe Robert Downey Jr.'s mother's Mercedes is going to be one of the episodes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's the second episode. And what are the other three uh, cars that are going to be eco-modded? A 66 Buick Riviera, um, which was an interesting car um, and is also one of the most fuel-inefficient cars ever made. Yeah. Yeah. What, 12 miles to the gallon, maybe, if you're lucky? (laughs) Going downhill. If you're lucky. (laughs) Yes. Uh, As our our, um, mechanics say with that one, the the guys that we have built that one um, had a lot of familiarity with the rib, and they were like, if you really got on it on the highway, you could watch watch the gauge go down and just see <laughs> yep. it dropping yeah um so the but the but, one of, but also know, dave one of the most the the, go one ahead. of the most like um sorry to interrupt but one of the most yep. like visually stunning car like it looked like the future in 1967 no, that's it true like that's what i was gonna say it looked like you couldn't make it up yeah 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 agreed so you so got the buick so, yeah, so the Riv, um, a 1985 El Camino, Ooh. Um, which is a fascinating car because it, I think it actually had a V8 in it, and mm-hmm. that, that was fairly underpowered um, for for a V8. So that was that was a really interesting one to deal with. Um, car that you imagine would have been very powerful and actually wasn't. Um, and then another car that was decidedly underpowered. Um, which is the VW bus. That's the final oh, episode. Yeah. Wow. And Robert actually went, and I, well, I don't want to ruin it too much, but that's a really fun scene. Robert didn't have a VW bus. The, the other five cars are all his um, collection, but the bus, 
he actually went and bought a used one um, and had guys work on, and uh, we we tagged along on that. Um, by that was a really fun moment. Well, I got to tell you, off the uh, air during the break, we decided we're not going to give away what happens in that first episode okay. with the K ten because it is so cool. The it, payoff is so great. It is. It is, yeah. is mind blowing. You say <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and it's not done with tricks with with smoke and mirrors. It no. actually happened. You guys did that with that vehicle, which went from being such a loud vehicle. I mean, it would probably rattle your core driving it to being like purring it's so soft when it's eco-modded and and it was fascinating to see the process of how they eco-modded i hopefully i'm not giving away too much here at one point they wind up what they have to completely turn around is it the transmission the batteries the batteries, mm-hmm. right? No, 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 no. It, what, no, what, what? It's, it's the motor. It's the, it's the oh, actual motor. motor. They're, yeah. They end up running the car in reverse. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I love that they say, oh, nobody's ever done this before, so how do we, uh, the one, yeah. no, nobody's yeah. ever tried this, let's try it. And it, it's just, the, the whole thing, the process, everything about this show, I, I know I sound like I'm gushing, but you guys done good. This is a wonderful show. Gotta ask no, you though, here. were you surprised that there were guys out there that could do this kind of modification on vehicles? Because on that first episode, you go East Coast, and that's the guys that you find, and they are more than willing to to take on this challenge. I was just surprised that there are that many people out there doing this at this point. It, it, Dave, I'll let you answer this, but it's. It, you're, you're on to something there because it's pretty hard and pretty DIY. There aren't a lot of like, the people we found are the best of the best. Yeah, but they are all in it. They're all innovators. Like this, you know that what we what Robert and what we did with the K10 that hasn't been done before. What yeah. we did with the Corvette hasn't been done before. Those things haven't been done before, and that's that, that's you know I don't mean to. Put too you know put too glamorous of a point on it, but it's just because no one tried. Yeah, there's no one that's tried to do it before. So, I mean, Dave, you could talk about how we found. I mean, Rich is one of the Rich in the shop that did the K10 and some of the other um, vehicles are really special yeah. um, fabricators. Yeah. yeah, Rich Rich is very well known um, on YouTube. Uh, he's one of the guys who's cracked the code on on Teslas and on, mm-hmm. um, you know, DIYing Teslas, which is something that they, to be honest, they make fairly difficult for people. And um, and he's really become one of the foremost experts in, yeah, in that type of aftermarket, like, um, and, and retro-modding, um, retrofitting uh, cars with, Tesla motors are with with electric drivetrains altogether, um, and even then, and you see that you see it in the show, right? Like every car poses its own problem. Yeah, that one was particularly difficult, and as you you know, as you saw with what we ended up doing with it, because Robert was pretty insistent that he didn't want that truck. I mean, that truck was very very powerful. It, was, it, it truly was insanely loud <laughs> and very powerful truck, and he was like. I don't want to go backwards with mm-hmm. power. I don't mm-hmm. want to go backwards with right. what this truck is capable of because I want to show people 
but that's not that like electric doesn't mean like your grandma's Prius anymore. Right. You know, like right. that electric yep. is different now. Robert had a very strong position very early on. And I thought it was really fascinating and really insightful on his part, which was he said people aren't going to turn o- turn on to a new technology entirely because it makes them good citizens. As much as we'd like to think that mm-hmm. we will. We're going to move on to new technology when it's better and when it excites us. And and he said, I want to show on this show, not just the ways in which we're helping the planet, because we've all heard about that and we all care about that. But at the end of the day, what's going to turn people on is looking at stuff and saying, that's cool. I want that. Yes, yes. Like, I didn't know electric was capable of that. I didn't know that you could do that to an old car and make it that cool. Well, the blatant plug light has just gone on. So so let me ask you guys to say, if people want to see this, if hopefully they're, they're interested, where do they find it? How do they watch it? They, they go to, um, it's on Max. So mm-hmm. it's on the, yeah. you know, the formerly known as HBO Max, the new Max streamer, um, and, and also on Discovery Plus. So if you are a Discovery streaming partner, you can watch it on that platform as well. Uh, two episodes, episode one and two, the, the K-10 and uh, Robert's mother's Mercedes are the first two episodes that have dropped, and they are there available right now. And then... I believe it's one episode a week for the next four weeks. Taking us into right July, there? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and please July. tell me that this is only the first season, that this show is going to be around <laughs> Robert, for a long time. Uh, it, Robert's, already, Robert's already baked season two. He talked about it at the premiere. Awesome. He had, um, Dak, he had Dax Shepard, if you're familiar with Dax. Yeah. Sure. Car guy. Yeah, so Dax uh, was the person who interviewed him after the premiere, and Robert, you know, um, bum rush Dax into um, co- committing to electrify his. Dave, I'm going to remember. Forget the car. It's the car that Chevy yeah, Chase has in vacation, the Roadster. Right. Um, and he's committed him to electrifying that in season two. So I think he's going to get some of his friends to jump in the party now. That's great. Um, and well, get into season two. So let's hope so. Congratulations to everybody involved with this. Thank you for making this a reality. And let's talk again in the future because there's so much more to talk about. Um, uh, Downey's Dream Cars. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. This is fun. You. And the show really is terrific. And coming up before 11 o'clock, I'll tell folks what is going to happen to those cars, too, because that's an important aspect of this whole story about Downey Stream cars. But right now, let's take a break for news here on WGN. We weren't sure as we were driving into the station tonight if uh, we should buckle up uh, because there had been rumors about, well, it's going to be okay. Then there were rumors about uh, no. not so much. And uh, then there were rumors about the 60-mile-an-hour winds yeah. and the thunderstorms. And, the, and, and you brought in... The, uh, I brought in all my cushions and my yep. pillows, and I put down the uh, uh, patio umbrella. You unplugged the computer just in case. Yep. We have some big storms roll through I unplugged here. the guitar tree. Yes, you did. Yes, we have a guitar tree. <laughs> but it's nice and quiet in downtown Chicago right now, but we wanted to find out what might be happening overnight tonight. So we go to our WGN meteorologist, Mike Jansen. You just saw him on television. Mike is headed home. How are you tonight, Mike? I'm doing pretty well. I would be doing a whole lot better if the rain actually does arrive in the overnight hours. Um, The chances are very good 
uh, that a lot of us could see some showers and storms overnight, but drought breeds more drought, and we're in a severe drought for a large part of the area, and so I've been telling people, I don't count the raindrops until they actually get here. Yeah. So I may say it's a good chance, but until those showers and storms arrive, and I've actually said during the newscast tonight, I can't remember the last time I heard thunder uh, where I live. Uh, We've been through some showers, but I can't remember the last time. It's been weeks. You're right. Since we had a thunderstorm anywhere close to my neighborhood. Yeah. I know it's not the same everywhere, but boy, it, it just has been such a, a, a very dry spring and now early summer that it's time. We, we need the rain, no doubt about it. So, so yes, uh, bring in the plants, uh, unplug the computers, but cross your fingers that we get some water. Yeah, at least, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we actually had a surplus uh, of rainfall, of, of precipitation, in January, February, you know, it was relatively mild, mm-hmm. and so many of the systems that showed up brought us rainfall. So we actually had a surplus. We've wiped that all out. Hmm. Um, going through spring, and now here we are in early June, we are now more than seven inches drier than average for wow. that time period, right? So the winter was wet, but it was rainfall, and that was great. It got in the ground, but we've just wiped that all out, and you drive around, and lawns aren't green. They look like straw. Yeah. Let's you know, but folks, you maybe got one or two people in your neighborhood that have gone ahead and they'll throw money uh, to the village or, or the city and then water their lawn. Uh, but so many of us need that rainfall. As for the hefty thunderstorm potential tonight, I think if we were to see any severe weather or strong thunderstorms, it's probably going to be out closer to the I-39 corridor. That's mm-hmm. where we have our eye on things that maybe kick up a little bit more than elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But Reaching downtown, say, between 1 or 2 o'clock, roughly in that time period of seeing the showers and storm reaching downtown, mainly on a weakening state. They've got a a severe thunderstorm watch that's in effect, but it's all west of I-39. They haven't issued anything further to the east that then would include the Chicago Metro, uh, the Fox Valley, or anything like that. But... You know, it could happen. It's just that now that the sun has gone down, that's one of the things that we lose is that instability that comes with all the heating in the day and some of the other ingredients that were kind of outracing. Some of those thunderstorms are outracing some of the ingredients that would get you the real hefty storms that maybe would lead to downpours that maybe lead to maybe a little flash flooding or you'd have hail that would be reaching severe criteria, which is an, at least an inch in diameter, or 58-mile-per-hour wind. You have to have those as well for it to be a severe thunderstorm. Yeah. You can't rule some of those out. Will they reach downtown? I don't know that they will, but I think you guys did the right thing, which is if you've got <laughs> you know loose patio furniture, stuff like that, why not? If you can take the time and, and protect it, that's usually what I try to do. Well, Mike, we just got a text from a 608 area code said, storming northwest of Janesville, Wisconsin. So that good for yeah, them. There's been, there's been some pretty good storms that have fired up in parts of Wisconsin all the way back just on the other side of the Mississippi River uh, of the Quad Cities area. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so it's trying to get in this direction. Um, folks that are maybe up there in, in uh, McHenry County, uh, it may not be long before they see some decent thunderstorms up there. And, and I think one of the things we always watch out for with as dry as it is, if it does, you do find it just pouring down rain 
And if you're one of the lucky ones that sticks around for a little bit in your neighborhood, a lot of that won't go into the ground. It may just run off. So we have to watch for maybe some water that ends up on the roadways instead of going into the ground because the ground basically is like concrete now, right. uh, unfortunately. So anybody that gets it, um, I, I personally hope that I am woken up uh, say about uh, <laughs> one or two o'clock in the morning, yeah. uh, because of rumbles of thunder that are out there, or just to hear the raindrops again the, against the window would be would be enough. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we let you, uh, we cut you loose, and you can call it a night. Uh, tomorrow's the big Pride Parade on the north side of Chicago. Is there any chance that that's going to be affected by the weather? There is a small chance. Now, during the mm. day tomorrow, if you'd like to play the percentages tonight, we've got probably north of a 60% chance of rain. Again, we've got to get it in here before we can really nail it down. 30% chance tomorrow that Uh. something could pop up, say, around midday, Mm -hmm. and then maybe some stuff later in the day. Now, later you get into the afternoon, the chances of thunderstorms is going to go down. So wet weather would be more more showers than it would be thunderstorms. Mm -hmm. Now, we do know that parade goers, if you had some light rainfall, just some showers that weren't you know threatening with lightning i think the parade goers would absolutely love that especially since it's <laughs> going to be 85 degrees and humid yeah. um i think a lot of folks would actually like dancing in the rain just a little bit i think it'd be kind of nice but my um, hair <laughs> and of course some of the costumes as well that some yes. folks spend yeah. time uh, making yeah but uh you know I've, I've been telling people this for for a few weeks now i get it nobody wants their weekends weekend plans ruined by yes. some wet weather but when we are so desperately in need of rainfall sometimes yeah you you don't mind if it rains a little bit on the weekend i don't see it being a washout um you know prepare yourself i always tell people you know i made my forecast tonight tomorrow morning before you were to head off to the parade go ahead turn on wgn unless donovan will be in tomorrow morning she'll give you know there'll be updates there during the morning show mm-hmm. this is always going to be an evolving thing but right now it looks like tonight stuff will be done by like seven o'clock in the morning and then much of the day tomorrow i think for most of us it will be dry and if your hair does get wet tomorrow <laughs> well maybe it's because you do got to take your umbrella with you i guess okay. that may be the way it is just before we let you go i have to ask you one thing if we do get any water tonight is it going to have any impact on the air quality alerts that we've been receiving for the past several days yes yes that will make a difference not only the rain not only the rain tonight helping out with that but also really picking up those winds tomorrow uh and and really a, a reset of our air mass uh what we're going to see i mean today was boy it was hot and 93 degrees at O'Hare, which was four degrees from the record high for this date. When you get these strong winds behind this system, you get the rain to kind of wash things off. Yes, we will have that. I know there are some folks that have the respiratory issues, the pulmonary issues, and and you know when you have these air quality the way that it is, it impacts their quality of life. And uh, we should see that improve uh, certainly tomorrow and going forward. And then after tomorrow's highs in the mid 80s, I think we'll have three straight days where we have highs in the 70s. Uh, that's not just at the lakefront. At the lakefront, we'll have temperatures here, looks like, especially Tuesday and Wednesday, that may not get out of the 60s. Wow. wow. That would certainly Ooh. be a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. All right. <laughs> well, uh, I can't thank you enough uh, for joining us. It's always uh, fun to talk to you. And, and my wish for you is that as we're driving home between 2 and 3 this morning, I hope you get uh, woken up by thunderstorm sounds. <laughs> Absolutely. 
And I, I hope you have to run your windshield wipers. Um, <laughs> I, mine, I haven't used. I, I don't remember the last time I used the windshield wipers. I know. Either, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate it. It's always a kick to talk to Mike Jensen. Uh, Heading home from his busy day at yeah. WGN-TV. So that's uh, hopeful news. Uh yeah, I, it's a weekend. I know you don't want it to rain on yeah. the parade. You don't want it to rain on your weekend. But we need water. Yeah. Um, Kathy O'Malley uh, posted something on Facebook in her town. She drove around and she took pictures of the little trees that are planted on people's parkways. Mm-hmm. And she said, people, I mean, there's so many of them are, are dying. Yeah. She said, people, it's on your property. I know it might be the responsibility of your village or your town. But they're dying. Yeah. They, and I know last week I kind of went crazy with bird baths, and I got some special stuff yeah. to clean the bird baths and to keep the water clean because the birds got no place to go and the bees mm-hmm. have got no place to go. And I know you don't want stagnant water, so I got those solar fountains to put in our bird baths so mm-hmm. that at least the water would be moving, but it would be there for them. So, yeah, fingers crossed that we can... Um, if it's raining when we get home, I'm crawling into bed right then. Oh, yeah. Going to raise a window just enough to hear yeah. it and then crawling right into bed. Yep. Yes. So, so we're crossing our fingers yes. uh, and we're taking a break. So stay with us at WGN. I'm trying to figure out the significance of House of the Rising Sun. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Fair is fair. You got a couple of Chuck Berries today. Yeah. And I have such fond, warm memories of House of the Rising Sun. For oh, really? Any, Tell for, me more. For anyone who spent <laughs> any time at Rainbow Ice Skating Rink, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, and House of the Rising Sun mm-hmm. were a couple of those songs that got played over and over and over again. And you'd stand on the sidelines in hopes that somebody would ask you to skate. And the lights would go down low, and that music would come up, and you'd start skating round and round and round. And it's just a really sweet memory. Rainbow Ice Skating Rink on the north side of Chicago. All right. We started out this hour talking about Robert Downey Jr.'s Dream Cars, a new show. And and really, uh, we're not just shilling for the show. It's good. We were were blown away by the show. It's really, really good. It's on Max, and it's basically he takes these old cars and electrifies them, and it's... It's a really good show. It, it um, well, he's he's so personable anyway. Yeah. In the first episode, we were both impressed by the fact that he just seems like a nice guy because he's hanging around yeah. with these military guys, and you know their kids are crazy for Tony Stark mm-hmm. and Iron Man. So he's he's doing what he does as a star, you know. And he said, "Well, let's let's." But, but I am I am not kidding. When you watch the first episode, and that's with the the Chevy truck, mm-hmm. the K ten. Don't fast forward. Watch it, stay with it, and you will not believe the payoff at the end of that episode. So for this first season, and there will be a second one, as he said, as the guys behind the scenes said, um, there are six episodes, and uh, the two have already dropped, and the next four will be airing, uh, taking you into July. But this is the icing on the cake. Robert Downey Jr. said, it would be wrong if I had these cars modified for me Mm -hmm. i'm giving all of the cars away 
No. I'm How not, cool is that? He says, I'm not taking him to Meekum. I'm not taking him to any auction house because I could raise a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. But only rich people could buy the cars. Right. I want everybody to have a chance to drive one of these cars and experience what I think will be a, a car of the future. So we, we touched on this um, coalition that he started. Uh, and it's really interesting. Uh, the footprint coalition is a a group where he works with scientists and people in technology and says what can we do Mm -hmm. to deal with the problems that we have environmentally in the world he really is putting his money where his mouth is he really is and so he's asking if you would make a donation a ten dollar donation gets you 10 chances to win one of the six cars and all you have to do is go to his site for the sweepstakes, and it is a sweepstake. It's not, mm-hmm. like I said, it's not an auction. You're not going to be bidding on anything. It's rdjdreamcars.com. R-D-J, as in Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr., dreamcars.com. And when you get there, he tells you how you can buy your 10, what, tickets, um, raffle tickets, mm-hmm for ten dollars and that money is going to go to the coalition and then your name goes into the hopper and at some point after, i think we should do that i know <laughs> seriously <laughs> after after this year is up then he's going to be drawing these names and six people are going to somebody's going to drive away in that k10 big honking yeah truck from 1972 that has been modified in his mother's mercedes Benz and the corvette and the six i'd vehicles. go for the buick riviera the buick Riv, oh, the el yeah. camino yes yeah i have some fond memories of an el camino mm-hmm. <laughs> you should ride around in one that had written across the back of it chevy Mom, apple pie, and the girl next door. And I used to just ride in the passenger seat and wave. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm not the mom. I'm not the mom. Hear me when I'm waving to you. <laughs> so, rdjdreamcars.com if you're interested in finding out more about this sweepstakes yeah. to win one of his collectible cars that's being modified. Pretty cool. And we'll post links yeah. on our uh, Facebook page and on our blog and everything else. This hour, we want to introduce you to a guy that we have talked about, we, Steve and I, have talked about uh, for some time now, because his books have been next to our bed. Yep. (laughs) And you read one, and I read one, and then I say, have you read? And you say, have you read? Mm -hmm. And back and forth we go. The author of these wonderful books is Dwayne Scott Cerny, a Chicagoan poet, best-selling author, columnist. Co-owner of Chicago's oldest and largest antique store, Broadway Antique Market. And I suspect the man who knows where the bodies are buried, right, (laughs) Dwayne? (laughs) Just not giving you any destinations tonight. (laughs) But you know. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. I'm holding the book that I am presently reading. And, and it's summertime. People say, oh, you need some summertime reading, right? Uh, some. This is great summertime reading because you can pick it up and just read a story. And next thing you know, you're into your next story. Selling Dead People's Things. Now, this is my choice of books. Steve is reading. I am reading Vintage Confidential. Retro rattled, tales tattled. (laughs) Both of these are your book. The one I have, you wrote first, right? 
who are these people on the cover <laughs> of this book? These terrifying people. Uh, it's going to sound like everything's a story, but everything's Please. a story. Okay. <laughs> Those were um, actually, I licensed that image off a set of dinnerware. <gasps> yeah. What? From, it's uh, a man and a woman. Yeah. So from, so, uh, 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 Angela Rossi is the artist, and uh, uh, Etsy seller uh, Beat Up Creations. Everybody wow. should Google that right now. Go to go to Etsy and see her other work. And uh, I saw it at the the bottom of a bowl that she was selling. This is it's in the bottom of a bowl. bowl. Yeah, can you imagine like finishing your soup and going like? Ah! Um, it's a man and a woman. <laughs> They're ghoulish. They've got black eyes. They've got blood dripping out of their mouth. I, I toned it down too. Did we, you really? Did because yeah, my my editors were like, "No, you're not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> and they kept they kept giving me because this was my idea, yeah, you know, which is not always a good idea. Let's just start right there. Um, and they'd say, you know, what, what, what you should look you should look at some other ideas, and yeah. you know, and they would show me this, uh, and it would be like an an attic, and there'd be some frame that's kind of off kilter and cobwebs and a trunk. <laughs> and I said, trunk. And I said, this is like if Martha Stewart was going to do a book yeah. about vintage. This is yeah. what it would look like. And I said, that's not me. Yeah, that's good. just not, that's I'm just not going to do it. Uh, it's very. Uh, 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 readers have pointed this out to me. Rather American Gothic. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, uh, the absolutely. Couple, we're trying to, de- yes. to describe it, and it's really reflective of that. There are a couple of uh, paranormal stories, very much in, so. in, in, in that yeah. book. Yeah. Um, and I always say, I just report. I'm not that. Uh, They're all true tales. All true, all true tales. Everything mm-hmm. happened yeah, and, and to the, you. Yeah, and the, and then the first one or two others that. Mm-hmm told me a story or i was somehow connected to it right and then and then i could um relate it um vintage confidential is is a little sexier <laughs> and I, I i love the fact uh that uh people of a certain age will recognize the sort of a confidential magazine-ish thank you cover and this is uh, where did you get this picture? <laughs> and, and describe the picture. Oh, I get to describe the picture. Great. Yes. Um, well, uh, people might think that it's a costume party, and mm-hmm. it's not. Au contraire. <laughs> so it's a very elegant uh, socialite yeah. woman, yeah. Uh, probably 1930s, something, yeah. something like that. And she has uh, two uh, people on leashes mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that are dressed as cats. Yeah. We'll, 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 go with, we'll go with that. You know what this reminds me of? There was a... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm listening now. <laughs> Remember the night we were emceeing what? a concert <laughs> out in Rosemont, and oh, and we stepped on the <laughs> elevator yes. with a bunch of people in plush costumes. Oh, there was like the furries. this the furries, exactly. Yeah, okay. It was their convention. Yes, and so we were on the on the elevator with teddy bears and bunny rabbits and and other and yeah, assorted the, furries. And went, went home and took your flea and tick medication. <laughs> yes, they were very serious about their. <laughs> They're very serious. Yeah. About yeah, yeah. Interesting that you should think that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that book, though, is also true stories. Uh, well, that, that there's mostly true stories. The, okay. That was kind of an experiment of um, on a number of levels. Uh, I wanted to expose people to some of my other writing, okay? And because people would say, "Well, gee, how, it's it's." It's kind of curious that your books can be uh, uh, sad and and funny, 
and sometimes in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got that from a, from a writing coach, and it was just like I think that's kind of me yeah. in, a, in a nutshell. There. Um, uh, so there are there are uh, a few fictional stories, but mm-hmm. it was things I wanted to explore, which was one. And so there's still research behind some of them, believe it or not. So <laughs> the uh, I, I had this. I, I deal with a lot of people who uh, uh, shop estate sales and run estate sales, and it was. You know, what would it be like if aliens, little people, <laughs> the greys, shopped in a state sale? What would what would that be like? Just mm-hmm. you know, and so, so you're telling me that's not a true story. That's that is yet Doc on it. yet. <laughs> but I ran it past a number of people who run estate sales because of oh. some of the behavior in estate sales are just mm. abysmal. Yeah, right. Which the same thing happens to the aliens. I mean, they're they're treated equally. <laughs> Poorly, okay. poorly. They barely get out, and there's, there's a, people there's are a, snatching there's things a big, out of their arms. There's a big arms. dent in their saucer, and the guy's calling it an airstream. You know, and you know. And, I have to tell you that your book, Vintage Confidential, was a wonderful surprise to me because. I know that you deal with collectibles, and I was assuming the book was going to be uh, stories of uh, collectibles and how he came across it. And yeah, there's that in it, but there's so much of your life and just your story, how you came to be you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I love that. This is a wonderful memoir. Thank, thank you. Well, I think the first book had that feel to it as 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 well and it was uh could i the the challenge was was could i weave stories into my personal experiences and i guess vice versa Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so they'd kind of uh, uh, would, would bleed together um uh so to speak and um yeah and i think vintage confidential in a lot of ways is a a a lot more uh personally Mm -hmm. honest um which uh, again, I just I, the, the people who enjoyed the first book, I wanted to just give them something similar but different. I, mm-hmm. I'm really not one to go and repeat mm-hmm. myself. I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't get bored if you pick up a book by Dwayne Scott Cerny and se- selling dead people's things is the one I'm into. We're going to talk about dead people's things, and we're going to talk about the place that he co-owns on the north side of Chicago, which is a pretty awesome department store of antiques and collectibles. So stay with us here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. That's sweet. Well, our guest is Dwayne Scott Cerny, and I'm sure you've encountered a chair or two that made you smile, being the the co-owner of this big place on the north side in the Edgewater neighborhood, right? Correct. And it's called the Broadway Antique Market, and it houses something like 75... Dealers on two dealers. floors, wow. 20,000 square feet. So it is like a department it store, is. like a it, ginormous department yeah, store. yeah. It, we've we set it up in diff, in uh, multiple ways. There are some people that like to go into a store and just dig. Yeah. So you could do that there. And uh, I would say oftentimes guys will come in and say, I just want to see the cufflinks. I just want to yeah. see the watches. I don't, I don't have time for all this other stuff. Although they might end up buying a lamp, but mm-hmm. still. <laughs> so you could do you could do it both ways. Yeah. So we, we kind of merchandise things both ways. Now, you started in the Wrigleyville area. We did. We did. We started in a 1,500-square-foot store. Wow. And then every six months a year. I had been a paralegal before, so I knew get an, if you're going to sign a lease, get an option. Okay. 
but yeah. you know, it doesn't cost you any money to get an option. So I said, I want an option on the stores on either side and, and the, the, the basement. And they would Good. come up and we would take them. So we were there for eight years in Wrigleyville, uh, which... It became very expensive, you know, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a liquor license, you're really not making money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 90 to 98, so pretty uh, pretty early uh, as far as, like, uh, you know, the Internet and all that. But mm-hmm. but being by the ballpark, that's an adventure. <laughs> Speaking of the Internet, uh, since you are a, a dealer and you have the antique market in, in uh, the Edgewater neighborhood, how has the Internet changed what you do? I, I think it's. Um, uh, I think we've all evolved yeah. around, around around the internet. So for all the you know, uh, naysayers who thought it was going to just you know kill resale, it didn't. It just brought more information to people, mm-hmm. which you know, hey, an educated consumer, <laughs> etc. Yeah. Um, so you get customers from around the world. Oh, ab- ab- absolutely. Because I mean, um, I've been doing this since, since well, the, uh, 1988. First stores from 1990. Mm-hmm. So by this point. Absolutely, and and we get uh, we get dealers from all over the country. Uh, did, did the pandemic have an impact on your internet business? Um, yeah, we pretty much lived off the internet yeah. for for four months. We were just pumping things through, but uh, we also went and you know I'm one of, I'm just kind of a problem solver, and uh, uh, this coming a little late in my career was like going, oh, this is not going to put me under. I am not going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. I've been through too much. You know what? So um, what we did was actually we uh, we have these huge uh, display windows. It runs for like about a quarter of a block. Right on Broadway. Right on Broadway, where there's just huge windows. So we crammed everything we could into the windows, put big prices on them, big price tags rather than mm-hmm. big prices. Uh, and we created and a, had a text line and put a text. And so you want something? Text us. Oh, that's brilliant. And they brilliant. could text us and you could pay cool. for it. And we'd pick, they could pick it up right at the door. Oh, my God. And that got us through that because I want to get sales for the dealers, you know, yeah. as well. Because you know, everybody's got, you know, kids that they're sending to college mm-hmm. or mortgages to pay. It's a, sure. it's a family. There's been people been with us some, a few since the very beginning. Wow. So um, if you're listening to us around the country and you want to get an idea of what we're talking about, go to BAMBAMCHICAGO.com. Broadway and, Antique Market. And you can see the picture of the uh, Broadway Antique Market. Antiques, I guess we should Antiques. say. Antiques. And yes. you could also, uh, you could play the video, and that's the song that mm-hmm. you just heard, I'm mm-hmm. All in Love with Vintage, mm-hmm. which uh, I wrote the lyrics to, and my friend Mark Contorno wrote the, wrote the music and was filmed by uh, the crew of Chicago Fire. Um, oh, Yeah, it, wow. it, 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 tur- it turned out uh, very nicely, but it gives you a good f- flavor of the yeah. store. Okay, I, I'm raising my hand. For a segue, speaking of music, you, Chicago House Music, tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is another hat that you wore, right? Yeah. Taking you back to your teens? Uh, no, I wish. I, I wish. <laughs> Must be the lighting. <laughs> you know, I, got a, lighting I got a face for radio. I had... So... Going back to what we were talking about before, I'd I'd, I'd want to uh, 
full uh, four-year scholarship, uh, poetry scholarship at Northeastern, which was given to me by Gwendolyn Brooks, poet laureate of Illinois. And I came out of uh, from university, and uh, well, yeah, what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so poetry. But, yes. So well, a friend of mine said, you know what, you should go. And this is before there were slams. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I again, my timing on this is completely off. But a friend of mine had said, oh, you know, we should, you should do these little, little poetry readings. They'd always be in Rogers Park. They would always yeah. be mm-hmm. 7,000, you know, west yeah. on something. Um, and so I do these poetry readings. And then a couple times I would, I brought a little beatbox and just so there was a track to it. And, um, and this was by a friend of mine called uh, D- uh, David Bell, who's uh, no, no longer with us. Um, and um, together we said, you know what? He says, we should start li- licensing, making some music, and we c- should license it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, he still had the paralegal background. I got, and it was, it was done before. So I was like, yeah, you know, maybe that, maybe that would work. So, long story longer, um, at the release party for Civil Defense, which was the first song, uh, you heard mm-hmm. this morning, uh, this evening. Um, uh, Frankie Knuckles came with his entourage, and I knew who he was, and thought, wow, he's here, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wanted to work together, and so we ended up um, putting Frankie out on vinyl, which to me. You started a record company. We started with mm-hmm. it was Persona yeah. Records. Mm-hmm. It was Persona Records. We didn't have many releases, we had more um, licensing deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he was. I thought he had a record deal. <laughs> I just thought. I just assumed. But in fact, we were the first people to put him out on vinyl. Wow! And because uh, he is legendary. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's legendary. And um, uh, yeah, the record sold like crazy. Now, getting paid for records, uh-huh. getting paid for mm-hmm. things, different I story. So I have music since learned is the same as all. Music, it's all it's basically. it's the it's yeah. the it's the music business, and it's uh, so. Um, uh, unfortunately, this was also uh, pretty much the beginning of uh, the the AIDS crisis here wow. in Chicago, and uh, two thirds of the people involved in the label passed, oh, and it got sure. down to like when David passed as well, um, and he was a, a, one of the founders of ACT UP, uh-huh. and um, uh, just a, an, a, an amazing person who really you know changed my life. He was the first person to believe in me, too. Yeah. Um, along with Gwendolyn Brooks. Along with Gwendolyn Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I, what I brought to it was the merchandising of it, mm-hmm. and I, I heard this music, and this music is fantastic, but it needs to be merchandised. Wow. You need to be marketed. Somebody needs to do that. And then and it going, became worldwide. Yeah, then it has... I mean, I mean we were, just, we're yeah. just saying, I mean, Drake has a house album and... Yeah, you know, house music. House music, yeah. In fact, um, our former colleague, Fran Spielman, just did a nice piece in the Sun-Times on the club that Frankie Knuckles uh, warehouse, worked at. The warehouse, warehouse, which... Becoming a landmark yeah, in Chicago. and we premiered a number of, uh, of tracks sure there. Did. But but here's these... <laughs> these, these two you know gay white guys you know uh doing this which must have seemed kind of odd though i mean that club was very mixed yeah yeah as far as gay and straight but not as far as uh, color there was there weren't a lot of white people there. everyone was was lovely to us Mm -hmm. um but it just 
wasn't. But we would do the same thing though, and <laughs> we would take we would take uh, tracks and wherever there was a dance club, and we would would play them. So we played them at leather bars. We'd play wherever we could just to get reaction mm-hmm. from the crowd, you know. Brilliant. And yeah. uh, and let me tell you, Civil Defense was not a hit <laughs> when it came out. It's still around. It's still around. It is yeah. still it is still uh, being pressed. Isn't that yeah, crazy? yeah. It's licensed to a, 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 a record label in uh, France. Uh, and they've done uh, uh, compilations of other DJs' mixes of it, mm-hmm. which I also did not realize was that if someone does a mix of your music, it's still your music. I uh, was uh-huh. like, oh, that's interesting. That's my song. That's my song, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's gone on to have a, a life of its own. Um, but it also got to the point, so this is about 1985, 86, right. really early in terms of house music, especially yeah. when they go, people say, oh, it's like 1988. No, it started earlier than that. And lots of other people, too. Amazing. Lots of other really talented people. Ralphie Rosario's extremely successful and floating it's around. It's crazy that this is one of the many hats that you wear, <laughs> yes. you know. yes. <laughs> Dwayne Scott Cerny is our guest, and he is the author of a best-selling book called Selling Dead People's Things, Inexplicably True Tales, Vintage Fails, and Objects of Objectionable Estates. <laughs> That's a mouthful, Dwayne. You did it. <laughs> and also the book Vintage Confidential, Retro Rattled Tales, Tattled Confessions of the World's Third Oldest Profession third oldest profession both available on amazon yes and uh and on uh, websites for the book so it's this book.com and how about at your store uh, at my store and via eckhart press eckhart press yes. Yes. legendary yes eckhart that's press. right it's, it's, well thank start there we yeah we should thank them <laughs> yeah. because they're doing some great work um, for chicago authors they're rock stars. yes they yes. really are uh, publishing your brother's book, uh, sure. John Landecker's book. I mean, everybody. Roger Badish, former Saturday mm-hmm. Night Newsman's book, was published by Eckhart's Press. Absolutely. Broadway Antique Market is your home away from home, <laughs> no doubt, right? <laughs> yes. In fact, you're going to be working today, Sunday. Uh, yes, yes. Well, uh, we're not quite yet there, midnight. But, but. Uh, yeah, and I'll be actually working with my business partner, Jeff Nelson. Mm-hmm. It's, he's the other, uh, <laughs> the other part of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> talking about couples working together and yeah, making things yeah. happen yeah mid-century modern is one of the things that you specialize there in the store right yes because that is wildly popular now and and we were selling it when people would come in and say i can't believe you're selling this 50s crap yeah um, which <laughs> the olive green and the gold and and, and yeah or, or just whatever and it also too it would remind people i've realized now that it would remind people that they're old or older right <laughs> Right? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it still reminds them of that. Yeah. Like, this is, uh, um, but what I think is wonderful is that people go and say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're like mimicking Mad Men. We were doing this before Mad Men. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. So, no. And it's, it's a, a, again, it's a, it's a, it's a global interest. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's hardly just a Chicago thing or a, or a U.S. thing. Um, uh, but that's just among uh, one uh, design trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff and I both personally like our deco, oh, uh, which yeah. is oh, kind yeah. of which is kind of coming back in small ways. Because mm-hmm. uh, and it's good design. It just comes down to good design. Yeah. Um, uh, the market's completely changed in that there's just so many younger people who totally get it, and for years the younger people didn't get it. <laughs> and I thought, well, this business is over. But no, because vintage is green. Vintage, vintage mm-hmm. is recycling. Vintage is vintage. You can establish your own style. 
It's um, true. Yeah. Then your you know your apartment doesn't look like everybody else's apartment because they all shopped at IKEA mm-hmm. um, or the clothing at the Gap or right. whatever. So well, back to mid-century modern though, yeah. that's also a young clientele. That's you know crazy. well, it is. I would say it's 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 young, but it's also mature in that because it's been around for so long and like really good design and really good pieces mm-hmm. can go for a lot of money. You're right. Um, so and it takes money to do that. So I'm going to say professionals young professionals um and really good things a a, a major auction house out of chicago is right 20 Mm -hmm. um it's two zero dot com uh and um he is another pioneer of of mid-century modern design but setting global records and prices Mm -hmm. for rare dining room set or chair a sofa well i follow two two mid-century modern groups on facebook Mm -hmm. and and it's people who have purchased homes that they want to maintain that period they don't want to go in and take out the paneling they don't want to get rid of that particular kind of tile that was there several years ago we had part of our house redone we wanted to take the old windows that were not energy efficient and go to energy efficient windows. The front of our building has this it's like a, a two story windows in it. 11 windows that make and up that two story. the people that we were talking to said why should break that up? <laughs> no, <laughs> we are not doing that. Professionals came out to our house and said just break it up. I was like uh, number one, you'll never find the brick to match this house that was built in 1961. And number two, that's just a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah. a terrible idea. Yes. <laughs> and then finally we found a guy. He was a very, very old man, probably but, in his but, late 80s that came in. But I threw an idea at him, and he said, yeah, we can do that. Because we have this one, it's like a really tall one and I, on, on both sides. And I said, could we do something where they open out? We keep them structurally, but we just allow more air to go. He said, yeah, I can do that. But he was excited about the project yeah. because it was something other than just putting windows into somebody's house. It was very it was very artistic. And, and so, you know, you need to find people like that yeah. who are willing to – this yes. is a profession for them. And, and so this was like his calling card. Look what I did. I didn't brick it up. Well, and rightfully so. This, uh, people are very proud of their home. And then mm-hmm. especially if you've got a mid-century home or an Art Deco home and you want to be authentic to it, mm-hmm. well, you know, you're going to come to a store like mine or others um, that get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not going to be the um, uh, uh, let's put it this way Wayfair is probably not going to have right. it's not going to be mm-hmm. the best match and <laughs> right. the prices are going to be very actually very similar or even less yeah. in, in, in a uh, I do a, love Wayfair though. in a vintage <laughs> store I mean, I mean, I mean to knock Wayfair but it's but it's uh, uh, you know you want it to you want it to fit with the windows yeah, <laughs> yeah. right exactly. you know yeah. you're going to go see you know what kind of sofa you want by mm-hmm. those windows right. you want kind right. of so it, you know it, it's it's a it's a kind of that domino design mm-hmm. effect you know, you well, go down go down the rabbit hole the the things that you carry in the store uh talking about trends is jewelry also trendy i mean are people realizing that um the Bacalite jewelry, you know, the, the stuff that w- might not have been terribly expensive in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. is also very collectible today. Well, it's gone through 
uh, like any other business, I would say it's 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 uh, or maybe 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 even more so exclusively to vintage. It's a fashion, and yes. I like to say that it's a fashion yes. in that. So in the nineties or the early aughts, <laughs> Bakelite big deal, big deal. Okay, but there were reasons for that. There were like crazy high end collectors who were paying top dollar, running up the market, um, and so it's got to get that that uh, uh, one cuff po- polka dot. Yeah, uh, cuff you know, ba- in, in, in Bakelite. So I would say now the market is softer. Mm. So, um, and probably considerably <laughs> softer. But uh, costume jewelry itself has certainly taken, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, that's kind of turned around a, l- a little bit. Um, vintage clothing, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, a week. It's uh, another example of it's funny that, you know, now I'm, um, <laughs> vinyl has made a huge. Yes. Come back. Um, How about we, record we, players? We we, uh, yeah, if we can even find record players to sell to people. Because right. uh, you can get reproductions the, that look like yeah, what they yeah. used to look. And it's, uh, so, I mean, if we get them, we'll sell them. But, but we but, sell a tremendous amount of vinyl. Well, the, are there things that you know if you get them in your store, they're gone immediately? The, yeah, there there are. Um, and and uh, like, for, I'm going to say... Uh, Fifteen years ago, it went through the whole uh, uh, blonde furniture mm-hmm. of Haywood Wakefield, which was really well made and very heavy, all right? And now it's all darker woods. T- so, I'm going to, your, to answer your, your question, I'd say almost anything teak. Oh. Okay, so dining room sets or chairs or. Uh, Oh, so that bedroom set you know, I want to get rid of probably has a, a market for it. <laughs> you know, as long as it's not French provincial, that's the only thing I'm yeah. boycotting. This is Scandinavian. French is Scandinavian. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, the, the, those types of things. Also, uh, things that are uh, just really unusual. Mm-hmm. That's that's that unusual and ugly. That's what sells. <laughs> not in the same item. Ugly. I'm a big believer in Like you scratch your head and you go, And you really? go, this is, all I have to say is this is the worst thing I've ever seen, and it'll probably be gone in 48 hours. Really? So wow. I, I'm, the, I'm the arbitrator of bad taste. <laughs> so I, 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 I curse you, Lamp. And then somebody <laughs> so runs it and says, and somebody I have goes to- that, you know, but, you know, but here, but I, I, I always put it this way. Let's just say something is plain, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's okay. just plain. It's not going to get your attention. Right. This is not. You're going to walk right past it. <laughs> but you can't walk walk past ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you know what? That's a t-shirt. You can't, you can't walk, walk past <laughs> ugly. Well, yeah, and this, oh, this yeah. Seriously, that's a t-shirt. Oh, it really oh. is. Yeah. You can't well, walk past, past ugly. ugly. Well, it and you heard it here copyright 2023 on Johnny and Steve. <laughs> Cuz it works in a whole lot of different ways. Like, you know, if you're Somebody's out there doing it right now. Yeah, really. You know, I just lost another nickel. <laughs> We're going to take a Darn quick it. break and come back with our guest, Dwayne Scott Cerny, best-selling author, and we're talking about collectibles. We're going to talk more about that throughout the summer, so stay with us tonight here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman of WGN Radio, Summertime Blues, Eddie Cochran. We need to, uh, speaking of summertime and weather, we need to uh, uh, bring you up to date on something uh, there has just been a special marine warning that has been issued for, and I'm watching the scroll as it comes through here. Well met. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for it to... Okay, <laughs> give, give me one second. Okay, National Weather Service has issued a special marine warning 
for Winthrop Harbor to Wilmette Harbor beginning at 1147 and ending at 147 Sunday morning. So more or less uh, pretty much the Lake County portion of Lake Michigan is what that would cover. Mm -hmm. That means some rough weather is coming through, huh, Gabe? So looking at the radar here in the newsroom, we uh, definitely Rockford and uh, good portions of McHenry County are getting this line of heavy storms. Uh, DeKalb as well. We're starting to see the storm approach places such as Elgin and uh, uh, the western half of Lake County. So we will continue to follow that throughout the morning. Uh, You know, We had Mike Jansen on Mm -hmm. earlier and he talked about how much we needed the rain and uh, we're certainly about to get it and um i know my grass could certainly use it yes. but, uh, yeah but you know if, you, if you're if you're planning on driving especially in the affected areas right now just uh reduce your speed give yourself some extra stopping distance the roads are going to become slippery the wet pavement from all the rain and just be very mindful of any uh watches or warnings that may pop up we'll keep you updated on that of course if you hear any tornado sirens in your area uh you know be mindful of that as well we don't i don't I, i'm hoping it won't be severe mm-hmm. uh, that's not the indication that we certainly got from mike jansen but at chicago you never know but um, it's still very warm outside as well. We have 70s and 80s through most parts of the wow. Chicago area. Um, and southeast Wisconsin is getting a good portion of this rain, too. So we will continue to monitor that for you here in the newsroom. And uh, news is coming up at the top of the hour. Okay. So uh, stay with us. And, I'm looking uh, out the window now to see, are we? is anything happening? Not yet, not downtown. Uh, we did hear from Belvedere, and their weather radios were going off. Uh, earlier tonight, we heard from parts of Wisconsin. They were reporting that they were already getting some storms. So we might be finally getting that rain. But if you didn't hear Mike Jansen earlier, he did say it looks like we can probably get the parade off the ground tomorrow the pride parade but you probably want to take your umbrella along just in case something rolls through around midday because that's that's going to be a huge parade and a lot of people come out for it well our guest tonight is poet and author and columnist and wildly successful businessman who's the co-owner of the broadway antique market and i mentioned that you're a columnist uh joanne scott cerny and you are a, a new columnist you want to talk about that? It's going to be uh, a monthly column. It's uh, yeah, I've already, I've probably done uh, four or five of these. Uh, so it's a, a new paper in Greenwich Village called the Village View, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, <laughs> the column's called "It's All My Fault." <laughs> <laughs> um and you have uh, a way with words you know <laughs> <laughs> um and it's uh well I, I would say it's 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 humor and satire but you know can, i thought it was funny can we access it online <laughs> went, um yes oh yeah yeah Vill- uh, Vill- villageview.com yeah villageview i yeah I just, you probably have to put a hashtag in there somewhere but okay. um okay. Uh, we'll yeah. Look it up. yeah yeah um and it's an actual like physical printed paper too which is yay right wow yeah um and so i'm always if i'm not in new york i'm always asking someone to find me a copy yeah yeah um yeah about four or five months they've been been very very nice and actually it came from uh uh, another poet in milwaukee reviewed uh uh, vintage confidential as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact and uh they liked it so much um that they approached me about doing a column and i thought that's great how did you get the people that you got to give you blurbs on the back of your book? Because I'm looking at this and I'm saying, wait a minute, Michael Carbonaro, the the magician. Yes. What's he? What, what's he doing? What's reading he doing your book? there? Well, yeah. he actually um, he shot uh, um, 
about half a dozen episodes of his uh, show in our store. Oh, I um, thought yes, yes, and uh, and uh, most mo- and he's fantastic. He's oh, he just, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he pulled some stuff with me, which was just. That just freaked me out, which is great. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling you're, a, you're a good mark. You're an easy yeah, mark. I'm an easy mark. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are, Let's assume with I'm easy. Are, yeah. are you like us? After something like that happened, I don't want to know how it was done. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't let me know. I yeah. want to be mystified. You're yeah. a magician. And uh, and I'll tell you briefly what they did on that was, uh, answer your question. He So uh, I knew they were going to come through and just do a walkthrough, and they said, it's just the crew. The crew's mm-hmm. going to come through, and they're going to figure out because it's a you know, it's a hidden camera magic show. People right. aren't familiar with the Carbonara effect, and uh, very involved. Very mm-hmm. production is very involved in how they're going to do that. And so, you know, these <laughs> four I, these four guys follow me upstairs, and we're talking about where we could do it. And I had some suggestions: you might want to do it here, or you might want to do it there. You know, and I turn around, and there's Michael. Well. He didn't walk up the stairs with us. <laughs> and there were four of them. Now there's five of them. And I'm going like, what? <laughs> what? So, and it wasn't that I wasn't observant. I was kind of disappointed he wasn't there. And then he suddenly was there. So, uh, Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and he gave me a, he gave me a, 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 love, a lovely blurb. A very blurb, nice blurb. blurb. Yeah. Uh, Nate Burkus uh, gave me, gave me yeah. a, a blurb. Designer. Uh, um, uh, uh, John so, Waters is giving uh, you... I don't think John Waters... Yeah. He should. He should, but I don't think he knows I exist. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems uh, like it would be. It's on my. It's, it's on my bucket list. Yes. Um, uh, um, and um, uh, uh, Sally Schwartz, who uh, mm-hmm. uh, produces the um, the Randolph uh, you know, Expo here in and uh, uh, the. Uh, River West, mm-hmm. like once one, once a month. Um, I'm giving short shrift to that, but the second book as well. Um, yeah. Um, well, the, the, uh, I'm I'm curious from from reading your books. You've obviously you had some tough times in your life, but right now, are you a kid in a candy store? Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's just it's just as they say, you're living your best life. It's just it's, yeah. it's okay. Just the the, the best. classic question: What would you have said to that kid when he was growing up? Uh, I would say to I probably would have, to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I always thought even when I was I, I had older parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my mother had me at forty, which now is nothing, but. Mm-hmm. 1959 it was you know she got a lot of grief from horrible nuns but uh <laughs> you know why is, grandma shouldn't be bringing yes. you know where's mm. where's his where's his mother you know that kind of mm. that kind of thing but i grew up with parents of the depression mm-hmm. you know and which is i'm just being honest i feel a very educated <laughs> knowledgeable full of life experiences uh, a lot of them bad um so just from the beginning have like appreciation for that um uh so i just didn't really have the confidence in myself i always i always felt i was too late to the game mm-hmm. and i still feel that in some ways <laughs> uh I, I, you know, it's just, yeah, it's... It, Best-selling author, it's, successful it's just, businessman. And now uh, you're enjoying the game. You know, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm definitely enjoying the game. And uh, and opportunities come up, such as and talking you, to you lovely people this evening. You agreed to come you know? back and visit us so again I, this summer. I just keep, you can't keep yes. me away. Good, good. Okay, yes. we've, got, we've that. got that recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't back out. Thank you so much for stopping by oh. tonight. Now go home, because I don't want you to melt. 
If oh, no, it starts I, raining, okay? I shan't melt. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> Such you a guys. pleasure. Thanks it's so much. Great. We've got a whole lot more coming up. Uh, we're going to uh, jump into cyberspace and solve some computer problems with Patrick Crispin. Our um, monthly guest, actually more than we get him in here as often as we can to talk about computers, it's the guy that was with us from the very beginning talking about computers, mm-hmm. Patrick Crispin. How are you tonight, young Patrick? Woohoo! By the way, talking about young, yes. I have somebody standing next to me who wants to say hi. Do you mind if I give him the phone so oh, he can please. talk to you? Oh, yes. You hi. Hi, Joseph. How are you? Good. Are you going to get on a plane in a couple of days? Yes. Are you excited about coming to Chicago? Yes. Oh, good. Guess what I bought us? Are you ready for this? Yes. I bought us a Hawaiian ice shaver. It is so cool, Joseph. Remember when you were in Hawaii and you had that cool shaved ice that did you had that right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I got us a machine so we can make our own. <laughs> <laughs> He is excited to hear that. <laughs> well, you you need to go pack your suitcase, okay? <laughs> he started asking me like two days ago. It's like, when can I start packing? When can I start packing? Good, good, good. <laughs> He's taking his summer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's his bedtime now, Dad. <laughs> it is way past his bedtime, but... <laughs> Well, we should back up and say that uh, Patrick Christman is the Director of Educational Technology at Keck School of Medicine of USC. Uh, but beyond that, he is the uh, the father to our, our, our grandson, boy. Our boy. Joseph. Yes, and he's going to be escorting him to Chicago, and then we don't care what Patrick does. He can go yeah. work, do whatever he has to do. Right, Patrick? I, I pretty much I've realized that I'm I'm third in, in the relationship. It's basically Joseph and then Christine, my wife, and then I basically am transportation. So, and you're good at that. So you know, I'm happy with that. That's fine. That's I know right. That if you have uh, computer questions or comments, uh, you can text or call three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Patrick, right off the bat, I want to start with one of the most important burning questions that cyberspace has just been going bonkers over zuckerberg versus musk (laughs) why what the why the elon musk and mark zuckerberg are going to get in the ring together and i saw an article on uh, from people magazine apparently this really is a thing and they're saying, well, they could raise so much money for charity, blah, 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 blah. Just write a check. Yeah. <laughs> just do that. Um, or or if, if you want to vote for... I don't want to see these two idiots in the... All they're going to do is provide a lot of memes that will <laughs> outlive them. So what's your take on it, Patrick? You know, two billionaires want to go fight in a cage and... <laughs> Everybody's going to watch it. It's like, okay, I know the jokes on the internet have been, is it possible they could do it in a submarine? Um, oh. But <laughs> it's, it's, okay, good for them. Um, I will tell you that Mark Zuckerberg has spent a lot of time uh, learning jujitsu. So 
We'll see if he's if his training's paid off. Um, oh, then my money's on him. Vegas? Yeah, my money's on him, Ben. <laughs> Welcome to the but roaring, okay, crazy twenties. Yeah, um, really. Mm. Wow. But I, I, when Steve said that this was going to happen, I go, no, no, no. That's somebody's fantasy. That's something that came up on it, Reddit. It, Somebody- and for <laughs> for the longest time, Patrick, I kept thinking, okay, this is just it, it's a joke. But apparently, this is for real. It really is for real. Apparently, you know, um, Elon basically confirmed it, saying, you know, two words, Vegas Octagon. Um, And, you know, apparently Dana White, who's with UFC, is going to sponsor this. And there's actually bookmaking in Vegas already on when it's going to happen, if it's going to happen, and who's going to win. So so is this really a big promotion for the Vegas Octagon? (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I don't think they need to have any extra promotion for that. UFC is a very big multi-billion-dollar business, but it's—I'm uh, not quite sure what's going on. I think it's two people who think very highly of themselves, and yeah. you know, okay, fine. <laughs> but the last thing in the them. world I think of is is machismo. Um, I yeah, just don't when, think, you of, think of either of those two. I just don't think of yeah. you know, pulling a punch. I, I I I see them cowering in the corner. There's just my image of them, and I probably am all wrong, but I'm going. My money's on Zuckerberg, no doubt about it. <laughs> all right, we're going to take. Well, a, we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, last week uh, we had a text from a listener, and I said, you know, that's a darn good topic. And the question was, do I need multiple browsers on my computer? I think Steve had you had talked about using uh, a, just in passing. You said, well, I was on Opera, Vivaldi, and, and, Vivaldi. and Opera, and uh, oh, and now Opera has a new. Uh, just yesterday, it was just a new updated. a new version. Yes, not just an update, but apparently it's version? it's a new version of Opera. Okay. Patrick, when you come to Chicago, guess what? It's We're bringing wet, wet weather with us. No, 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 no. And that will be a blessing because we have a drought. You know how that is because you, you guys had yeah. that forever out in California. Um, actually, it's going to be in the 60s on Tuesday when you arrive. That's hysterical. <laughs> the 60s! In California has been like that for like the entire spring and summer yes. so far. has yeah. been in the 60s. It's it's and rainy. You've had so much rain, yeah. too. Okay. It's really strange. Last week on the show, uh, Steve was just talking about something that he did on the internet, and you said you used a particular browser. Because we've got on our computer, we've got about five different browsers. I, I am a firm believer in having a bunch of browsers. Sometimes one won't play well with whatever the site is, so you go to another one. So a listener said why do you have so many browsers and would you ask patrick if that's something that everybody should consider doing so patrick we're asking you should everybody have more than one browser on their computer yes and the reasons why you said are the reasons why i do it is there are going to be some websites that just basically say hey i don't like the browser you're using you need to use a different browser Mm -hmm. and i've run into situations where i've been in firefox and they say sorry we don't use firefox you have Mm -hmm. to use chrome or if you're using bing especially the ai searches in bing it really only works to the full advantage, if you use Microsoft Edge, which is, you know, not a lot of people are using it, but Microsoft Edge is a wonderful browser. I use it on a Mac as a backup. I really only use it for going to Bing and doing Bing AI searches. 
but I just have it to the backup. Mm-hmm. The other thing to remember is that when you're talking about a lot of the modern browsers today, there are really two different forks that you can go down. One are the Google Chrome-based browsers. And that's Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, Opera, Brave, Vivaldi. Those are all based on software that was written by Google. And you technically have to follow some of Google's rules when you're using those browsers, including some of the new rules that are coming. They've been postponing this forever, but it looks like it's finally going to come in January 24, where some of your ad blockers, if you're using an ad blocker in Opera or Chrome or Edge or Vivaldi or Brave, might not work as effectively after that, because Google, again, is an advertising company, and mm-hmm. they want to try to find a way to make as much money from ads. If you're blocking ads, Google's not making as much money as they want. Firefox is not a Chrome browser, and actually it's because of the switch to what's called Manifest Version 3, which is going to come in January 24 for um, for Chrome, Chrome users. I stopped using Chrome. I used Chrome for about a decade, and I have now switched to Firefox as my default browser, I use Edge to go to Bing, and I use Chrome in case I go to a website and it says, oh, I don't like the browser you're using, you have to use Chrome. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can have multiple browsers on your computer. Pick one to be your default. Pick one to sort of be your your home browser. Mm -hmm. But it's occasionally nice to see how things look in different browsers. And don't forget that... Don't don't forget that regardless of whatever your default browser is, you can import all of those bookmarks to oh, yes. all of your other right. browsers. Right. And i got to say, my own experience, I've never actually had a site tell me that it did not work with a particular browser. I just found out the hard way that, for example, mm-hmm. my bank will not work yep. with one particular browser, and I was frustrated and I was angry because I couldn't get into the account. So out of frustration, I went over to Chrome, and boom, everything yep. came right up. No questions asked. I was actually doing something uh, this week with Adobe, Adobe Creative Cloud, and I wanted to go and do, uh, I wanted to play around with Adobe Express, which is sort of their new Canva tool, and tried to open up in Firefox and said, sorry, we don't like Firefox, we need you to use Chrome. And it's like, Mm. I haven't seen that in a while, but it's like, okay, well, good thing I have Chrome. Jargon alert, you said Canva tool? C-A-N-V-A. Imagine that you want to do a poster, or you want to do um, you know, some sort of social media post or something like that. There are a whole bunch of different ways to do it. There's a tool call out there called Canva, C-A-N-V-A. And what you can do is go and sign up for free, and you can go create these really wonderfully professional-looking posters. Hmm. Um, Adobe is now getting into this market, and they have something called uh, Adobe Express, and it's I've been playing around with it. It's kind of interesting. And there's going to be a new version that's going to be coming out to schools uh, to pay for it that include all of Adobe stock images and uh, Adobe Firefly, which is their AI sort of generation tool where you type in words and it creates pictures for you. Um, So I, I was testing it out to see if it works, and it's kind of interesting. I kind of like that idea of typing in words and it creates pictures for you. 
There are a bunch of tools out there that do it. Uh, Adobe, Adobe has some things that are out there. We talked about Doll E on the air for a while. Oh, right. The one that I've been using is Mid Journey. That's the one where I made Steve as a uh, Pixar character. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the latest version of Mid Journey just came out and allows you to do Zoom, where you create an image and then you can just say Zoom out, Zoom out, Zoom out, Zoom out, and it's really spectacularly cool. So Hmm. this is a really interesting time to be an AI image generation where you just basically type words and it creates pictures for you. Wow. (laughs) Is there a significant difference between how a browser works on your desktop, laptop, and how that same browser works on your phone? Browser, maybe not. They're very close. The thing is that your phone is actually going to go and tell the place that you're trying to connect to, I'm connecting on a phone. Instead of giving me the desktop version of the web page, do you have a phone version to show me? And it might not have all the bells and whistles that would show up on the desktop version. It's not necessarily the browser that's the issue. It's the web pages that are being served to the browser. Hmm. So you might see a little difference that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, talking about AI, there's a billboard that we pass when we come into work on Saturday nights. And I probably shouldn't bring this up because I was not able to read the fine print to see who is behind the billboard. But it's a white billboard with with black print on it. And it reads, behind every great story is a writer. Mm-hmm. And then the the punchline is, write 10x more so 10 times more (laughs) and the picture is a very basic stick figure with a computer for a head and i'm like what way wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) right 10 times more that's a computer that's doing that so that's probably an ad for ai right it very might very likely is there are a lot of AI tools out there. Obviously, OpenAI's ChatGPT is the one that got all the attention yeah. starting last November. We've all used it. Um, if you haven't, use it. Try it. Um, it's, it's really fascinating. The big thing, and we can talk more about this after the break, but the big thing I would tell you about AI and, and a lot of things, if you're using Bing for free or using Bard, uh, bard.google.com, uh, or you're using ChatGPT on OpenAI, is do not use the AI tool as a search engine. Use it as an assistant. Type instructions saying, hey, I'm trying to write this. Can you help me do this? Uh-huh. One of the things I had to do the other day was I had to write an article for something, and I said, okay, here's the text of my article. Can you go through and look to see if there are any logical fallacies in what I said? And it actually went through piece by piece saying, this could be strengthened here, this could be strengthened here. It became a really good editor for me. I still did the writing, but it was a nice editor to say, you've got a logical fallacy here or not. Interesting. You just gave me an interesting idea. I don't know if this would work or not. There is a song that I started writing literally years ago. Like 35 years ago. I have <laughs> I, I have like two verses complete because it was I haven't been able to come up with anything that 
equals those two verses, and yet I want it to be a little longer. And you don't want it to be repetitive. So (laughs) would I be able to say to AI, give me a third verse for this? Yeah, I would I would frame it even more saying, hey, I'm trying to write a song. I'm really looking, I'm influenced by these people. So instead of just saying, hey, go write this, give it instructions saying, I really like songs written with lyrics by this person or this person. Here's, this, here's the feeling I'm trying to convey. Here are the two verses so far. Come up with a, a, like 10 different version, verses. Chances are none of the 10 are going to be fantastic, but they might give you that sort of nudge to yeah. get you going. So it, it's not something you're going to copy and paste the answer from, but use it, as we said on the air before, as a tool. Muse. Yeah. It's just yeah. amused to give muse. you ideas. It's like, oh, yeah. wait a minute, I'm going to try this. We are talking uh, computers with Patrick Crispin, Director of Educational Technology at the Keck School of Medicine of uh, USC. By the way, Patrick, I, I did want to spend a second and talk about something that uh, you and I have been spending a little more time getting familiar with over the past uh, week, uh, and that's T2, which is a T2 social. Uh, th- this is a, uh, well, th- a lot of people who used to be with Twitter put this together, and I have to say, just in the past week, I'm kind of impressed with what I'm seeing there. It, it still has a, a long way to go, but at the moment... Uh, I think they've they've got some things worth uh, checking out. What do you think? It took forever for you and me to get off the wait list because I think I, I was in Chicago. You and I were both sitting in the car. I think when we got on the wait list. Oh, yep. that's or, right. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> no, you guys were in. I think you're, yeah. It was like this was this took forever. Um, basically, it's the idea is that people who are around for the original Twitter kind of went out and said, we're going to go create our own Twitter that is kind of like what Twitter was like back in 2016. Before it got uh, crazy. Before all the extra bells and whistles. Yeah. And and it's, it's new. There's still not a lot of people on it. It's another social media site, and... You know, I'm not sure it's solving the issue we we talked about in in, in a previous episode. Um, the the idea of Twitter's Anatevka problem, where at the end of Fiddler on the Roof, everybody says, "I'm going to go see you later." We'll <laughs> we'll we'll write when we're in America, and you know they're never going to see each other again. Mm-hmm. As people stop stop using Twitter, and there are still people using, but not a lot. Um, they've been spread to the world in all these different social media platforms, Mastodon, uh, we've got Post News, and T2's coming up. It's intriguing. I'm interested to see what happens. But again, what makes the social media platform really worth your time really are the connections you make. It's the people that you follow and the things that they post. And to me right now, T2 is still very early to the Mm -hmm. point where I'm not seeing enough to say everybody needs to get on T2, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. Do you know what social media platform is gathering the news people? Because what I enjoyed about Twitter was a breaking news story. Mm -hmm. I could follow it on Twitter like I could not follow it anywhere else. I mean, on radio, you get up to date, but you got different viewpoints 
through Twitter. Or, or even if we'd be watching a, a Sox game, for example. Yeah. And you could uh, follow a thread that would kind of give you a lot right. of behind the scenes things. That Twitter was good for that, so too. So are you finding that, that like Mastodon, or is that getting the, the, the journalists? I mean, I'm talking about legitimate journalists, not people who just have an axe to grind or something to harp about. And the answer is, there hasn't been one platform that jumped out yet. Mm-hmm. I know that Law Twitter has gone over to both Post News and to Mastodon. In other words, those are the people who are following what's going on in the Supreme Court and right. the uh, the January 6th trials and, and things like that. Um, so you see more posts over there than you do over on Twitter. I do think that Reddit has done a decent job for some breaking news provided you follow a live thread. Those mm-hmm. are very rare, though. I, I think there was one going on uh, the last couple of days about the attacks going on in Russia. But you, you get really good, up-to-date information there. Twitter's still okay, but honestly, there's no, there's no Twitter replacement yet, and it's frustrating because, mm-hmm. again... I really, I, I agree with you. I loved going to Twitter, and there were people who were on the scene telling you what yes. was happening, yep. and it was a great way for you to do it. The fact that you know it's been taken over by people who are willing to pay eight dollars to be really just terrible people and just rude, and and you know, and those are being promoted above the the real journalists. It's troubling, but you know. Elon owns the co- owns the company. He can yeah. do it, I guess. Yeah. And there's a, another social media site that I, I joined years ago that has just done absolutely nothing. Uh, do you remember MeWe? No, I don't. <laughs> Take a look at MeWe. It's MeWe.com. Is that like MySpace? Yeah, well, uh-huh. it... it, it I'm not. It kind of wanted to be a sort of a Facebooky, Twitter-ish. Mewe. M e w e. Just do a search for. I think it's mewe. dot com. I think. You know what? They yeah, should I'm just. Looking at it right now. They should be run out of business just for the stupid name Mewe. That is a very strange name. <laughs> of course, I remember I was actually online. I back in the early days, Apple had something called eWorld. <laughs> and they, they ended up pulling the plug on it. But I remember being on eWorld the night they pulled the plug on, on uh, Apple got out of the social media oh, business. It's funny. actually a really smart idea because social media, is it, it's so toxic nowadays. And it, it's hard to keep moderated. And in trying to find moderated content, good content, is really hard to do, especially when the people have this freedom to kind of attack anything that they don't like, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not. And mm-hmm. it's, it's I, I miss the old days of the, of the social media where, you know, yeah. you could actually find some really helpful things. But the, the early days of Facebook and Twitter were, were really interesting. And you, as a dad, have your work cut out for you because the stuff that Joseph and, and children are exposed to it's that's terrifying in fact i would i want to pursue this for just a second patrick what as a dad as joseph is seven now as he gets a little older what are you gonna tell him or warn him about or point him to on social media or is that a question for 
seven years from now when we see what the social media landscape is at that point? No, we actually have had the conversations and, and there are, tell them that there are some things that are fake out there. Uh, we very deliberately do not allow him to get on TikTok at all. Uh, it's just not something I trust. I, I don't want to have TikTok on, on his on his machines. Um, we will occasionally allow him to go on YouTube. Um, we try to get him to go into, again, the, the moderated places like Netflix, because we know the content there is not going to be you know terrible, especially if you have kid setting going on. PBS mm-hmm. Kids. Um, and on YouTube, we are very mindful that when he's watching things on YouTube, we try to have it on YouTube's kids or some of the YouTube shorts so that it's, you know, again, there are some really evil people out there. And we try to make sure that Joseph is aware of that. And unfortunately, it's the world we have to raise our kids in is that yeah. there's there's a lot of content out there nowadays that is designed to be completely and totally deceptive mm-hmm. some of it and then you know we see a lot of tiktok trends where it's just dangerous stuff that there that is being promoted on tiktok i just don't want him associated with this yeah we got a few more minutes with patrick crispin uh talking tech now patrick uh, you're a big fan of reddit there's a, a crazy fan. <laughs> a crazy story reddit users apparently are in the midst of a big protest, protesting a decision that takes effect next month. And as I understand it, that it's going to, what, introduce fees for apps to access some of the data on Reddit? Is is that what's being protested? Kind of. It, it, if you use Reddit, you go to reddit.com or use the Reddit app, it's absolutely mm-hmm. free. There's not going to be any change. But the Reddit app isn't very good. And there have been some third-party companies, Apollo is one of them, where they've come up with new apps that are actually better than the Reddit app. And what's happened is the folks at Reddit have kind of said, okay, you know, you're accessing all of our data and you're making money from our data. Mm -hmm. Pay us. And unfortunately, they're asking these people to pay them a lot of money. The folks oh. who make Apollo would need to pay like twenty million dollars a year oh, based hello. on the amount, just based on the amount of data that they're accessing. Wow! And so these these third parties are kind of protesting, saying, "Hey, guess what? We're being priced out of the market. You know, we're making a living off of building these extra things that go on top of Reddit and." asked a whole bunch of the subreddits, the basically communities on Reddit, to say, hey, would you do something with us in in protest? So on June 12th, about 8,500 communities, subreddits, uh, went private or turned themselves off, and it really did kind of slow down the community for a while. Um, they're starting to come back. Reddit is kind of threatening the uh, the moderators of these communities to say, yeah, okay, we appreciate protests, but you kind of need to stop being private or we're going to find new moderators and take over, take over your community. Now, let me back up and say something. A lot of these communities that went private, especially the 8,500 that went private on June 12th, 
not all of them actually have the permission or even the support of the community members. It was basically just the moderators who said, no, we're just going to protest and shut off their communities. And this is where I have a very controversial opinion on this is if a moderator is going to do that, they really need to have the community to to vote on whether or not they want to do it. I appreciate the importance of of the moderators. The moderators are critical for the success of Reddit. But so are the users. And shutting out users, and I don't know this for a, for a fact, I'm just going to give a, a fake example. So highlight the word fake here. But imagine that there's a celiac users group, you know, celiac user groups on, on the North Shore, mm-hmm. um, on Reddit. And the moderator of it decides to protest that Reddit is going to be raising the prices for third parties and shuts down the community. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine if you're in the community and need to actually get help with celiac disease, yep. you've now lost access to this community. Again, fake example, but, you know, who, who I, I appreciate that the, that the moderators are, play a really important role, but the community really needs to have a say in big global decisions like this. Not everyday small nitpicky decisions, but a decision mm-hmm. like, I'm going to protest Reddit, I think everybody in the community needs to have a say in it. And this, it kind of bugged me when all these these communities went went dark. Fortunately, Reddit has kind of pushed back. They've threatened to replace the moderators in some communities. Other communities have kind of tongue-in-cheek done some things. For example, there is a subreddit on uh, a gaming platform called Steam that has changed it so that the only pictures and things that they will allow on it are actually about real steam, as in steam engines. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is clever. It is. a, a, A couple... Go ahead. No, I, the one I don't understand is the, the the way to protest. You post a picture of John Oliver. Different versions of John of, Oliver. There's been a lot of John Oliver ones where where they they basically said, I think the videos one said, the only videos that we will accept are videos of John Oliver. <laughs> and now they're saying we're only going to accept it if the video description has a swear word in it. Oh. The belief <laughs> being that because... Because the content is not safe for work, therefore Reddit can't make any money off of it. And oh. um, the other thing that Reddit's going to be doing coming uh, July 1 is besides raising the prices for these third parties to access their data, they are not going to allow these third parties to access not safe for work material, pornography. And like it or not, there is pornography on Reddit. I'm kind of okay with them mm-hmm. not serving that stuff so it's not a not a big issue to me but just be aware there's a there's a protest going on on reddit there are a lot of people who are upset but i will also tell you a lot of these people are upset at the moderators not just reddit Hmm. and the way you describe it i don't think reddit is out of line by saying you can't use what we have offered and make money from it yep you know, a real simplistic explanation i understand but on the surface it seems like that's that's a wise move to take. Mm-hmm. It is a wise move, but in 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 these moderators' defenses, some of these third party tools actually allow them to do their be- job better than the tools that Reddit ah. offers them. Oh, I so see. So it does make their life easier. And I, I, I'm I'm going to you know try to look at both sides on this one. I just still think you know you're going to kick your kick your community private, ask your community before you do that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
And you predict that, I mean, since July 1st is like doomsday for some of this stuff to be implemented, that this is going to continue? or Because Reddit, I haven't found any comments from Reddit where they say, we think this is stupid or this is how we're going to address. I haven't seen anything from the Reddit folks. They've gone to the moderators and said, look, we appreciate your protesting, but cut it out. Um, and if you don't, we're going to get rid of you and just get somebody else to moderate your forum. Um, so it's been going on behind the scenes. Uh, I do think, you know, again, there was 8,500 subreddits that went black on the 12th. Most of them are back right now. There's a couple hundred, maybe a thousand that are that are still dark. Um, I, I think this is going to blow over. It's unfortunate for the third-party companies that have actually made businesses for themselves Mm -hmm. improving Reddit and having their own version of Reddit. But I kind of understand why Reddit needs to do this. I think the way they they rolled this out was completely ham-handed. They could have had better public relations on this and better Mm -hmm. communication with the moderators, and especially the third parties. But here we are. Well... I have to ask you this, and boy, this is a professional thing to do, ask you this on the radio. So when you're here on July 8th, is there any chance that we can get you to be in the studio with us? (laughs) Not only am I going to be there, my son says he wants to be on the air as well. Oh, good. Really? Awesome. It's going to be late in his time, but he'll he'll be here. Well, actually, we can make it a little earlier for him because, um, I mean, you know, it's Joseph. We can do that. And we and we should explain that uh, next week we're not going to be here, mm-hmm. but the week after for the July 8th show, we will be back live, and Patrick and Joseph will be in Chicago and will be in the studio with us. And Patrick, you know why we're not here next week, right? Why? NASCAR is coming to Chicago. You're going to be here when NASCAR is racing Lakeshore Drive. NASCAR, really? The streets are being uh, shut big... down. The they're building uh, stands and tickets are hundreds just... of dollars a ticket. Yeah. Um, it's it's mind blowing. It really is. The Formula One's coming to Las Vegas. I was actually looking at what hotel prices were, were <laughs> if you stayed for the four days, and they start at like six thousand dollars for the four days <laughs> no thank wow. you go up from there it's like wow. or i can watch it on tv that's right yeah that's what we'll be doing just so we can say we saw the very first nascar race in chicago <laughs> all right patrick good night thanks a million we will see you eye to eye in just a couple days see you soon thank, thank you. you bye-bye now more coming up stay with us steve king and johnny putman at wgn radio and uh, we're we're starting to see some lightning in the Chicago area. Uh, Gabe, you just saw some from the newsroom? I did, and radar confirms that it is now starting to rain uh, in the city of Chicago. And um, this is the... Uh uh, the heavier stuff is still west of us, but we are starting to see some flashes of lightning here in the city. We're starting to see some rain as well. Again, the suburbs have been getting hit for the last hour and a half, almost two hours or so. Mm-hmm. And um, again, this is this is a large uh, large storm system that's making its way across northern and northeast Illinois. We will continue to keep an eye on it. We still have this uh, severe thunderstorm warning in effect for Will and Kendall counties that will last until roughly 2 a.m. Uh, no other watches or warnings have been issued otherwise locally, but uh, we will continue to monitor monitor the conditions. For you, but again, it is now starting to rain, and we have seen some flashes of lightning here from our our building here downtown. So it is starting to rain now in the city. 
And again, the, this is not the end of the world, but it is uh, the middle of the night, a, uh, uh, a significant change in the weather we've been having for the yes. past couple of weeks. And the as dry. Mike said a little earlier, he, boy, he called it. He said somewhere between about 1 and 2, it could mm-hmm. start to happen around the Chicago proper. He said in his fantasy, he would be in bed and he would hear thunder between 1 and 2. So, Mike... I'm sure you're happy now. And I've become accustomed to seeing fireworks over your shoulder because at 10 o'clock every Saturday night, the Navy Pier fireworks, and it's quite a gorgeous display, they occur here. But when I look at you, I see those fireworks behind you. That's just me. So just about two, three minutes ago, you lit up, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa! It's not fireworks." I now. just had an idea. <laughs> you did. It was yeah. It was <laughs> right. Speaking of fireworks, next weekend is the big fireworks weekend, and um, it's kind of weird. I mean, you can't assume that your community is going to be doing fireworks on the Fourth of July because the Fourth is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. A lot of communities have decided they're going to do their fireworks on Saturday night. Um, some are doing it on Sunday. Every night of the week, it depends upon mm-hmm. where you are. For example, if you're in Arlington Heights, um, they have Frontier Days going on through July 4th, starting on the 30th, and they will have fireworks on one of those days. But in Bartlett, for example, they're going to do their fireworks from June 30th to July 4th. So you've got a lot of choices there. In Bensonville, on the 4th, they will have their fireworks. Blue Island will be on the 1st. Bridgeview will be on the 3rd. So I guess what I'm saying is you should check with your community before you, you you get your lawn chair and your Mm-hmm. bug spray, and get the kids together to go out looking at, at the fireworks displays. Now, here in Chicago, typically, because we've worked many, many years oh yeah, on the 3rd and the 4th of July. There were, it was the norm, if we were going to be working on the 4th of July, we started at 11 o'clock. <gasps> Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big yeah, light there, show. Yeah, there's starting to be some interesting light shows right now. We started at 11 o'clock. We would have to get downtown around 7 or 8 o'clock. Yes, and even then it was a challenge to get downtown. Yep. It was so, I, and finally, after many, many years of working on the 3rd into the 4th of July, we said, that's it. We can't do it anymore. It's too stressful. I would be out of the car showing my, my work ID, begging police officers to let us through a police line so we could get to the garage. And they didn't want any more traffic getting closer to the lake. And we were trying to get into the Tribune Tower. It was crazy. Well, because av- next week is, is NASCAR weekend, Yep, they're not going to be fireworks displays for the 4th of July on Saturday or Sunday. Now, there will be the Saturday night 10 p.m. fireworks display that we talked about going to run through Labor Day this year. The city is going to be doing a special thing at the Pritzker Pavilion on the 5th of July. The 5th of July, you're going to have, between 5.30 and 6 o'clock, a pre-concert talk and then there's going to be uh, the Grant Park Orchestra will have a... Da- I'm sorry, that just sounds odd. A pre-concert talk. I know. <laughs> hmm? 
Does that mean settle down? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then there's going to be the uh, Grant Park Orchestra performing uh, George Gershwin's uh, Rhapsody in Blue, which I would be that. wonderful. Yeah. A couple of other things are going to happen, and then, as I understand it, there will be a fireworks display at some point after that. But that's on Wednesday. Wednesdays are also one of the days of the week that the city of Chicago does fireworks throughout Mm -hmm. the summer. So I can understand how that dovetails nicely with the concert at Grant Park, and it kind of keeps that heavy influx of extra traffic out of the downtown lakefront mm-hmm. area on a weekend when we're going to have yeah. a whole lot of people down here for the NASCAR race. And again, uh, if you didn't hear us say it earlier, uh, we thoroughly enjoy being here live with you every Saturday night, but NASCAR is going to be in town next Saturday night. We ain't going to be in town <laughs> That's right. next Saturday night. Uh, so whatever uh they can find that they can think always oh, <laughs> stitch this, together is this the best stuff steve and johnny that will be airing next saturday night we will be back live on the 8th of july so this radio station has been in this location for five years now mm-hmm. i've never been here during a thunderstorm so you'll have to forgive me if you hear me <gasps> Oh, oh. Yeah, we we have a real interesting view. Yeah. And and I have to keep telling myself you're in a safe place. Don't worry about it's it. It's kind of a an interesting film noir view as the lightning really? starts to happen. I I find it a a film scary view. <laughs> Ooh. See? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you're experiencing that in your neck of the woods, it is a a relief. It's a relief. It's not the end of the world. It's a storm. We've needed it bad. Yeah, we need need water. So a lot of texts coming in. Uh, You can text it at uh, 312-981-7200 from 630. Big thunder and lightning storm with pouring rain in Aurora. That's from uh, Jim in Aurora. He's listening on his radio, too. You probably get a little hash, mm-hmm. maybe, if you're listening on your, your good old page radio. And DuPage County, it does cover parts of Aurora. Yep, that's right. Um, I just looked out the window, Steve, and I have to confirm that you said it's very film noirish Over my shoulder, the patent leather streets. Yeah. They're just wet enough that there's a yep. glistening to the, uh, to the streets. If you've ever wondered what the difference is between a watch and a warn- warning, or maybe you've heard, but now that we're talking about it, you're like, oh, I don't know which is... what. what what does this mean? <clears throat> Isn't it warning this could happen? Watch out, here it comes. Well, yes, but using tacos to <laughs> give you the difference. <laughs> okay. If it's a taco watch, we have the ingredients. Tacos are possible. If it's a taco warning, seriously, we're having tacos right now. Oh, so that's just the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> so it's watch out. It could happen. Warning. Here it comes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you, I'm showing you a meme mm-hmm. where they, they have tacos. As said, this is a way for you not to forget it. So if it's a watch, we've got all the ingredients. We might get around to having tacos. If it's a warning, seriously, we're having We're having tacos. tacos. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. So that's your lesson for the day.
And we'll keep you updated uh, throughout the night. Uh, we're here till 2 after that. Uh, Gabe will certainly be yes. uh, paying attention to what's going on. It is very patent leathery out there right now. Algonquin has thunder and lightning and rain. That comes from Stacy, uh, 331 area code. Thank you, Stacy. Uh, we have our, our uh, text screens right in front of us. In every week we come in here with a list of things that we need to talk about, mm-hmm. that we want to talk about. So I'm going to ask you, since we're not here next Saturday, over the next few weeks, will you use our Facebook page? And will you give us information that we're looking for? Because through the summer, we're going to be doing a series of shows on collectibles. Yes. And one of the things that we're having a difficult time with is finding companies that ensure collectibles. We want to talk to somebody about yeah. this. And I'm amazed with all of the things that we collect, that we collectively collect, that I, I cannot find insurance companies that that's what they do. Now, in some of my guitar magazines, there will be ads that there is one company mm-hmm. that is a sort of a collectible guitar insurer. But it's just guitars? Pretty much, as I understand it. Okay. But there are other things. Like a couple weeks ago, we were out at my brother Lee's in uh, Munster, and he collects movie posters. Mm -hmm. And he has a wonderful collection of movie posters. In fact, there is a room that he kind of themes according to the time of the year. So if it's Christmas, you'll see Holiday Inn and uh, White Christmas and things like that. But I don't know who we were talking about. Well, who insures you can get collectible a, movie posters? You can get a writer, I guess. Uh, at least that's what I learned in a but, couple of emails last week. But as week. I understand it, those writers are just kind of umbrella things, but they're not specific. Oh. Okay, that sound you're hearing means we're about to get another weather uh, warning. And, uh, yeah. The National Weather Service, I'm reading it as it appears, uh, has issued a severe... Thunderstorm warning for DuPage County in Illinois, beginning at 117 and ending at 147. I, b- I believe they're just repeating the same yeah, that, alert from That's what earlier. it looks like. Yeah, the, but um, now, now they're sending us a, uh, the tone, so scare scare the daylights out of me when I hear that. Yeah, every, uh, we have that same system here in the newsroom, same one you guys have in the studio. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have to keep my head on a swivel every time that thing goes <laughs> yeah. off. But, um, but, and we but, enjoy watching your head swivel around. It's a very entertaining game. Well, well you know, my, my head does not swivel much. <laughs> I, I certainly try my best, but in all seriousness, that uh, the warning and plus the ones in uh, Kendall and Will counties are still in effect. No changes there, but again, that line of heavy storms is continuing to make its way east towards the city. But we do have rain falling in the city already, so uh, we will continue to keep an eye on that for you. Okay. And just heard from uh, Mike, Mike. Uh, heavy thunderstorm and lightning in Hoffman Estates. So again, not the end of the world, but storms. We haven't had that for a long time. We've been dealing with basically drought conditions throughout Chicagoland. Am I happy that I took the time on a beautiful, warm Saturday afternoon to go outside and pack everything up and tell my neighbor that I was packing everything up because storms were coming? Mm -hmm. And as I walked in the house, I thought, did I just hear her go, (laughs) like, really? Mm -hmm. 
Maybe she didn't, but in my head, I was mm-hmm. thinking, this is so stupid. I am so happy I did that. I brought in all the pillows and all of the cushions, and I put down the umbrella. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have that big plant that is susceptible to the slightest breeze. And I anchored That's high, it. our hibiscus. That's our hibiscus tree. So I anchored it. I actually tied it to a railing because the slightest breeze it's top heavy and it, it just falls mm-hmm. over and and but he's been with us for a long time been a long time and i don't want him to die out there in the storm so although high is kind of like groot we thought we lost him a couple of years ago but uh, he, he came back that's right and yes it is a he and it is yeah a, a plant and, we, with a and name. we talk to him yeah at least i do uh, I do too, but we're doing something wrong because he's not putting out any blooms. And I think we just need to cut him back a little bit. I don't know. I'm so frustrated because, like you said, we thought he was dead, that he'd frozen and he was dead and every leaf dropped off. And I mean, this this is what did you say five foot tall at least five oh, at feet least, tall yeah. probably two maybe three feet wide mm-hmm. at its widest point i mean it's a big tree mm-hmm. and um before it froze and lost every leaf it would give fabulous blossoms oh my gosh it was like something you could only imagine it was so beautiful and i'm taking pictures of them mm-hmm. and since it went through that trauma it hasn't given us one flower but it's tied to the banister. It ain't going anywhere yep. tonight. So High is sticking around. And it's going to get a good, good, solid, hard rain. But back to uh, collectibles. Yes. So if you have any suggestions for yes. collectible insurance, because we're going to start doing, those of you who have been with us for a long time know that we were, we've been known to do some collectible shows. We did collectible Beanie Babies, records, guitars, Guitars, uh, whatever. Cars, lots of cars over the years. So we're going to start doing that probably at least once a month. We will do some sort of a collectible show. And if you have any suggestions for different forms of collectible insurance. Because I'm having no luck finding companies that do just that. Because I'd like to find out, you know, what what are the trends out there? How much does it cost to get some kind of insurance? And do you have to just simply go for a rider that may not actually give you the value of whatever your collection is or address the value of it? And I think in, in some cases with some companies, you need to provide pictures yes. and some degree of uh, certification of whatever it right. is that you, that you have. Right. right. With like guitars, you'd have to take right. your guitar and have a professional say, in fact, it is valued at this amount. And then they apparently will take that person's yeah. word for it and then give you a figure for what you have to pay for coverage. But if you have suggestions, use our Facebook page and fill in the blanks for us, if you will, over the next few weeks. We would really appreciate it. Well, we're getting more weather news coming in as we uh, talk about the area in now in Chicago. But, yeah. oh, my gosh, the stories out of uh, Colorado last week. Uh, was it uh, Lauren Lapka? Her family lives there and the yeah. town where that was just devastated by the, the hail. And she said her sister was pictured on Facebook with her hands full of hail. It was like golf ball size hail. Well, and and did you see there was? I think this was also on Facebook. There was a video 
of this person had two cars. One of them was parked under a uh, some sort of a carport. carport. The other one was out mm. in it, and it was just hail. And you could see the dents, dents. forming in the roof and oh, the hood gosh. and everything just by the second. Yeah, yeah. Well, this latest marine warning is until after 3 o'clock this morning. And as gorgeous as the weather was yesterday, I can imagine that there may be people on their boats out there tonight because mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. Last night was beautiful. And you're thinking, oh, well, you know, they're talking about yeah. maybe some storms possibly. And even Mike Jansen said, I'm just hoping that we see it, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. not going to say 100% until we actually see it on the radar. So he called this one, though. He said between one and, and two that we would yep. see something roll through Chicago, and we have. A listener tells us, hmm, sends a website, collectinsure.com slash other dash collections. And that comes from a 513 area code. Hmm. We were talking about uh, trying to put together some information for a series of shows we're going to do through the summer on collectibles and trying to find companies that that's what they do, is that they insure collections. And another listener said, ask Oh, this is a very good idea. Ask Bill Leff, Jim Toronto, or Wendy Snyder's husband, Jimmy Mack, because they're all huge collectors. Jimmy Mack is a Star Wars collector. Jim Toronto collects all kinds of cool stuff, uh, as does Bill Leff. Uh, he has a um, practically a museum in his house. So that's a darn good idea, too. But collectinsure.com slash other dash collections. Thank you very much for that. And anything else along these lines, you can get it to us on our Facebook page. It's a very active page, and we appreciate your visiting it. Uh, tonight, we've got some pictures of our trip into work tonight. It's oh, a, a little that, bit different. That reminds me. Mm-hmm. Would you post on our Facebook page, and uh, that's facebook.com slash Steve and Johnny Show, Spell it out, S-T-E-V-E-A-N-D-J-O-H-N-N-I-E-S-H-O-W. Would you post that incredible picture that you took of the bee and the flower earlier this week? Johnny got... There is nothing doctored in the picture. No, I'm not kidding you guys. This was just the right lighting at the right time. Yes. And this is... uh, Whoa, hello. That was an interesting... uh, (laughs) That was the lightning. Yeah, Yeah, We're professionals, Uh all right. (laughs) (laughs) Lady. But this picture was just the right moment, the right lighting. Yes. And I want to have it framed. I want to have it blown up and framed. It's just really cool. Do you hear the thunder rolling? I can actually hear it. The thunder rolls. Is that Garth Brooks? Yes. Okay, I'm just now. Is it okay if I put on here no special effects? Sure. Okay, here we go. I'm going to post this picture. I'm very proud of it because it was a case of um, the the early morning light uh, hitting this yellow rose actually made it glow. Mm -hmm. And as I'm taking the pictures, a bee just decided to wander into my shot and it almost glows. I can't explain it because I'm taking pictures using my phone. And I've got to say that the, the Samsung Galaxy S22 and 23 Ultras are pretty impressive uh, cameras. And um, I got, let's see if it went through. Did it go through? Yes, it did. 
So no special effects there. Yeah, it just went through. Yeah. Yeah. One of the many um, pictures that I take every day when I'm working in the yard. That's what makes it fun about working in the yard because different times of the day, it's just it's like a it's like a different mm-hmm. garden. It's just just wonderful. It's good therapy too. So Facebook.com/slash Steve and Johnny Show. That's our Facebook page. And uh, we'd like it if you would like it. Also, check out our blog. Uh, that's. Uh, stevenjohnny.wordpress.com and we're periodically posting uh, little different things uh, some yeah. in fact if you go to our blog and you scroll down on the right hand side you'll see that we have tons of categories the blog has been up for good grief how many years now oh my gosh i want to say about uh, 15 years something like that well no we were off the air because of your illness, we were off the air for five months, so we're talking 23 years. No. Yes. Surely you just. I don't. Let me. It's over 20 years. I know that much. Because it was back in the days when everybody was using AOL. <laughs> and now people look at you like, really? And we maintain that AOL account is the, our most secure account at this point but uh, yeah i think that blog went up when you were awake at Let night me, I'm not working very quickly take a look recuperating and let me see how far it goes back earliest posts i find are 20 may 2010 10 10? Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I have it mixed up with the other group that's no longer in existence. Oh, remember? Oh, that was our Life After Dark blog, which was... No, 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 no. I'm talking about... the. Oh, no. Okay. Remember that you're, you're wonderful talking about the Yahoo group. Yahoo group. That was a great group. Yeah. That's the one that was over, would have been over 20 years old. Right. And that's where we were able to communicate with listeners on mm-hmm. a regular basis, much like we do on Facebook now. I had forgotten about that. And then they just took them away to just... But our uh, our Both Sides Now blog started in May 2010, so... 13 years. 13 years. Got it. Okay. okay. Oh, you know what? They're, they're starting yes. to... Now, that isn't just lightning. They're starting to flick, flick the, lights, the lights, and I'm hearing the sound of the Zamboni to clean the floors. <laughs> He's going to polish the floor if we don't get out of here. So that means uh, we need to get our, our last caller. So if you would like to be our last caller... Yep. You can give us a buzz, and you can call. The number would be 312-981-7200. Notice how we said that together? And you could win prizes if you end up being the last caller. And what happens is we take uh, calls during the commercial break, and then this time it's your turn to pick the number. You will pick a number, not knowing who's on the line. You will pick a number, and then um, Julian will say that that person is... And tell us who that person is, and we'll chat with you for a few minutes and find out what's happening in your world and give you prizes if you are our last caller. So 312-981-7200. That number again, 312-981-7200 if you would like to be our last call. And that's coming up at WGN. All right, people. Yeah. It's time to go home. Do we yep. have to go out on the lightning and Ooh. rain yep. and... 
Losing time. Yeah, but, it's, but it's raining outside. Head on out. Head on out. But, but do we have to... Uh, you don't have to go home. It's we raining outside. <laughs> <laughs> like he says, we don't have to go home. Yeah, know? we, we, we may stick around here. Sleep here tonight. No. Uh, who knows? No. <laughs> I am, uh, well, I'm, I'm a bit jittery, so I ask for your forgiveness because, as I said, I've not been in this, this studio during a storm, and it's kind of unsettling. I was looking at the uh, some of the radar mm-hmm. because... Uh, Bob brought up the the radar that that I can look at on this one computer. Is that a screen. good thing? <laughs> and it's uh, it looks nasty out there. <laughs> and the way it marches toward and us, and all right? of a sudden, I don't see the Ferris wheel on Navy Pier. <laughs> so life has changed. Steve, it's almost two o'clock in the morning. The Ferris wheel is never there at this hour of the morning. But now I'm even worried because I'm not seeing the buildings lit up around us because these people are smart. They've got their lights off. They've decided to go to bed and enjoy the rain. But no, we're sitting here in a fishbowl. All right. Uh, You're going to choose a number, right? Okay, so I think, uh, what am I going with? uh, Well, you had a lot of choices, so it's yours. I'll go with number four. And say hello to Terry is our last caller tonight. Hey, Terry. Hi, guys. Hi, Terry. How are you tonight? Is your radio crackling this morning? Oh, my gosh. I'm so grateful for the rain. My lawn looks horrible. I know. Where are you calling from? Roselle. So you're getting it there, too, right, for the past hour or so? Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. good, good. Uh, but like you, I it's embarrassing. I, I walk on the grass and it kind of crunches under your feet, right? It looks like straw. It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. Well, this is a blessing, so let's just enjoy it, it right? I agree. <laughs> Why are you agree. up at this hour? Oh, you guys are going to laugh. So I have been blessed to get two kittens in the last... I just got it. I got one in May. Mm-hmm. And I just got one this past weekend. Yeah. So I am setting up all kinds of new um, boxes and toys, litter boxes <laughs> and toys, because I'm, yeah. So I'm up late because the Amazon order came today, and oh. I've got to solve some problems that I've got. So. Wait a minute. You can get a kitten on Amazon now? No, 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 no. All the stuff <laughs> that showed up today. <laughs> Are you Yeah, they sell everything on Amazon now. Are you are you fostering oh. these kittens or these are your, no, your babies? No, they're they're staying. They're good. Staying. Good, good. And yeah. what have yeah. what have we named them? So we've got McKinley and I even gave cats middle names this time. So I've got <laughs> McKinley Michael and Sophie Marie. McKinley Michael and Sophie Marie. I like those a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so are you not? Not did, did, did the names go with their personalities or? <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, so, so my husband passed away two years ago, oh, and I'm sorry. so me, me too. Nobody more sorry than me. Yeah. So McKinley is named. Is I wanted to honor him, uh, and so we went to Alaska four different times. Mm. So Mount McKinley, oh, it used to be okay. Mount McKinley right. and McKinley National Park, which is now Denali, mm-hmm. of course. But so that was a, a way of kind of nodding to our travels together. Mm-hmm. So that's where the McKinley came from. Michael was my husband's middle name, uh-huh. so it's McKinley Michael. Mm-hmm. And then Sophie 
I just liked the name Sophie, and one of my previous cats was named Sam, and she looks like Sam, and she <laughs> reminds me of Sam. So I went with an S name, and then, again, not to be too morbid, but a dear, dear friend of mine passed away last week, oh. and Marie is her middle name. Oh, my gosh. So that's where, yeah. So I, I thought, you know what? These two things are going to be with me for the next 20 years yes. to love on, and yeah. I wanted to remember two people that are extremely important to me that I love dearly. So. Are, are you on Facebook? I'm not. Well, yes, I am on Facebook. I am on Facebook. Okay. I, could, could you go to the Steve and Johnny page on Facebook, and could you post uh-huh. a picture of, of McKinley, of McKinley and Michael Sophie. and uh, Sophie Marie? And Sophie Marie. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, no. I, they're, we're still navigating the you guys are friends, right? I mean, yes. it's been a lot of hissing and chasing. And can I uh, offer you a suggestion? This, oh yeah, yes, I'll take this it. Is, okay, now this goes back to when we had uh, the, a cat that I'd had since before I knew Johnny, and when my dad uh, was having some heart problems, he came up to live with us. So we had a cat and a dog who hated each other. One of our engineers at WGN gave us an idea. We went home one morning. Both the cat and the dog come running up. You pet the dog with the right hand. You pet the cat with the left hand. Then you switch hands and you mix their scent. It took Mm. less than one day and they became best friends because now Uh, the other one was a member of their clan. So you might want to try the same thing. Yeah, mixing your scent. And it was yeah. Aubrey Mumpower, who was one of our engineers. As a matter of fact, he had a ton of cats, and he said that was what he had right. done with his cats, and it always worked. I just love yeah. the, the whole idea of loving on them for the next 20 years and being reminded of the people that you loved. I mm-hmm. think that's a brilliant way to come up with a good name for an animal. And bless their little hearts, their names are bigger than they are now, because I'm sure you yeah, can probably hold them true. in your hand. Yeah, now, d- yeah, although... He's grown a ton in the last month that I've had him, so <laughs> she's only been here, few, like I said, a week now. Mm-hmm. So, well, McKinley sounds he like he—he he, McKinley sounds like he should have a beard. Does he look like he has a beard? <laughs> um, hmm. he's a baby, Steve. No. Yeah, but a baby get, with a beard. You'll get to see him. You'll get to see him. He's, he's really cute. Okay. <laughs> So, well, good for yeah. you, though. That's wonderful. And, and so that's what you're up this hour doing is getting them acclimated to their world and getting all these good Amazon things that you got for them set yeah. up. Oh, that's like great. Like I said, solving some problems because, as yeah. you know, if you've had cats, they're all different and unique. Oh, and, my gosh. And not to get too... Um, I'm, I'm learning one of them. The litter box I've got is not working for one of them because... Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to squat, so I've, I've learned I need a taller box is the bottom line, so, so okay. that's what's arrived, so I'm solving problems tonight. So. You are so sweet, though. Instead of saying, cat, you're going to learn how to squat, you can just buy a bigger box. I can't just buy a taller box, yeah. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. At one point, we had four cats in our house. Three were downstairs where my mom and dad lived, and ours was upstairs, and ours was the top cat. Yep. And let me tell you, if they met on a landing, 
all hell broke mm-hmm. loose because yeah. it was a fight between who was the top cat. So you you got, you you know there's a dynamic that goes on with with that part of the animal kingdom that's fascinating. But I have to tell you yeah. our, our our favorite cat and dog story. <laughs> Johnny and I were in the living room. We hear a noise from the kitchen. Now th- this never happened, but Johnny had made some meatloaf and sliced it and sliced it. And left it out on the uh, counter in the kitchen. Now, the cat never got on the counter, ever, ever. The cat, we look in the kitchen, and I wish we had videotaped this. The cat is on the counter with the slices, and with his paw, he's knocking the slices off and down to the dog. Who's catching them. And then he'd wait for a couple seconds and look as if, you want another one? Okay, here, pick And literally, Terry, I'm not kidding you. We could watch. We stood in the living room and watched the dog's belly just extend because he was just eating pounds of meatloaf. Yeah, that's when it's so so entertaining that you think I don't even want to stop it because it's so hilarious. Oh my gosh! Did did you get that video, or was that no, no? No. We would we would have won on America's Funniest Home Videos. Well, again, congratulations on being a new mom, and you're going to get a the WGN Radio a Retro Logo t-shirt and your very own desktop weather station from American Weathermakers, Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, the 60-Minute Men. Thank you so much, Terry. Oh. And thank you all for being with yeah, us Yeah, thank you storms. for hanging out with yes. us. Uh, now, again, a reminder, we are not going to be here live next week. Uh, hopefully we'll be live, live next week, but we won't be here <laughs> next week. We will be back on the 8th, but next week will be a best of. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us. 